Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Welcome to episode 115 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with three-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What is going on, everyone? Kali, how's it going? It's going pretty good, you know, running around many different cities, starting to film some documentaries, and getting the swing of things here. It's good times, except for this fucking weather outside right now. Goddamn, like, I miss June. I need the no snow and shorts, not... Every single layer I need to wear needs to keep me warm. 20 different layers and it's wet outside and can't do shit. Granted, we're recording on a Sunday here. So if you've heard episode 114, I think we talked about it. It's snowing when we were recording. This is the first time we've had snow all year and we've had plus temperatures for most of the winter. So we've been pretty lucky, all things considered. We had snow in December. Yeah, but it melted like the next day. We still had snow, and then we had snow a week ago, and a week before that. It's not the first the time. Compared to, compared to last year, oh, this is nothing, Kali. Come on. I've literally, we've given up on sneakers literally like in the beginning of December, maybe late November that is last true. year. That is yeah. true. This year, I'm a firm believer that sneaker season is still going on. As you know, as much as oh we've been God. throwing our boots on lately, I've still had wearers, man. So... For perspective, I bought a new North Face winter coat, and I've only had to start using it now. <laughs> you don't leave the house. But when I do leave the house, I want a warm coat, and I haven't had to use it yet. I've had like a light coat that I've been wearing for basically the last three months. It's been fantastic. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't been really negative 20s, 30s yet, but it's still just nasty outside. It's nasty now, yes. It is nasty now, yeah. yes. We only have one month or so to deal with this. I'm okay with that. That works yeah. for me. <laughs> We have until May. Like it might start being less wet in April, but it still snows in April usually. Oh, Kali, you gotta wear your stuff once it hits March. Yeah, Air Max month, man. If you notice when I do Air Max month, my wares get progressively better as the month goes on, and you can kind of see in the background of my pictures, snow starts to melt. It progressively gets better. Does by the time we're at the end of March, I'm wearing Sean Witherspoon ninety-seven ones and that kind of (laughs) stuff. So. And this week, we are joined by the guys from the Double Up podcast. So we have Matt and Scott joining us. So guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having us, guys. How are we? Uh, RB horsies. <laughs> oh, wow. Started already. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of context. Uh, Scott, he's got an eye patch. He's, uh, I've got I don't know if you power. want to explain. Yeah. <laughs> Not like power, power yeah. appropriation, but like actual medical reasons. Yeah, yeah. There, there is, there is reasoning. This isn't a fashion choice. This right. isn't, yeah, what I kind of choose to dress like. Uh, but no, honestly, thank you for having us, guys. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on someone else's podcast. We're usually the ones moaning about the weather in our country in the intro, let alone uh, kind of listening to you. It's quite nice to be on the other side of it and listen to you guys moan about the. Snow, you make so, our moaning uh... sound like nothing, though. Like <laughs> your winters compared to ours, yeah, yeah. very, very different. We get like say oh, slight, I, I slight dusting move. of snow, and yeah, country goes to a halt, and you get like you know, you caved in your doors, and it's like ah, it's just a Sunday, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll throw in a pair of shovels, Jordans. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Rich is in his Crocs, uh, you know, on those days too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We're uh, we're happy to get you on. No, honestly, yeah, absolute we, we, pleasure. Yeah, we, yeah it's a pleasure. Us. 
Awesome. Well, let's start this off like we usually do with our weekly wares and pickups. So Kev, why don't you begin? Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be short and sweet today. Like we mentioned, weather has been pretty tough for us. So wares have been very slight. I have been trying to wear my sneakers where we can, you know, we get snow and then it kind of, you know, clears up a little bit and it's a little bit dry. I'll still wear my sneakers, but I'm just kind of sticking to my, my rain slash, you know, beater sneakers if I can. But, you know, when we got wet weather. I wear that to Air Max One reptile pair. And I also rock my undefeated Dunk Low, that canteen colorway. So it's, it was dry. When there's salt outside, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. So I, I can wear sneakers then, but I wore those. Uh, and then uh, I also rocked my uh, True Blue 3 Jordan 3s. And then other than that, when it was snowing, just North Bay boots. But that was pretty much it for my wear. As we, uh, it was a short time in between our last recording. So uh, there weren't many days to rock anything. And then also still going strong with that No Cop January pledge that I have right now. So it's been pretty easy, I must say, just because yeah, I think we mentioned before, not a whole lot on, on the radar for the start of the year. And I haven't really just been paying attention to that, I guess, especially with not being able to rock stuff and, and whatever. It's just been relatively easy. But, you know, I think Trev and I are in the same boat. When March rolls around, Air Max month, there's more Air Maxes uh, dropping. You know, temptation will definitely be at an all-time high. And then those white cement threes probably be on my radar too. So uh, <laughs> hopefully I can keep it strong for, I'll try into February too, but no pickups yet either. So short and sweet for me. Yeah, we're only four days from our last recording. So there wasn't a whole lot in it. There was a big snowstorm. We got 15 centimeters on Wednesday going into Thursday. Yep. And we're recording on a Sunday. So we're supposed to get another nine centimeters today yeah, or something like that. Something so like that. yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a short sneaker week for us for sure. But Collie says he has a bunch of wares that he wants to talk about this week. Not that I want to talk about them. I just I have wares I actually wore. So, um, <laughs> pickups. I did not grab myself any crepes this week. I will not for the next little while. Crepes. I'm trying to be from the UK here. Um, you fit right in. I love it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> the wares, however, first thing I wore the Nike Acronym Blazer. That was nice wear when it was still a little dry, not snowed down. Then I wore some of my um, Oakley Coyote boots, you know, those nice tactical boots, a mixture of a sneaker and a boot together because Shoe Surgeon did do some collabs with that. And there's some nice neon colors. I wore that with a little bit of like a Techwear War Core outfit. Also threw on Solomon ACS Pros. I wore those yesterday when there's just a little bit of snow on the ground. Pretty good. Even They're not waterproof, but I don't know. They're still good for the weather, the way the bottom and everything is wore the duck camos uh, some of these days i wore more than one pair so uh <laughs> um nike duck camos the reverse duck camo and some then just some triple black ultra boost so a little bit of wear normally i'd just be wearing one of those for the whole week but you know i changed it up a bit this week and uh yeah that's it nice little rotation going on i know that's more than i wore yeah, I felt like throwing some. I was actually doing documentaries and going out, right? So I had to wear something. Fair enough. Oh, and I also wear the um, uh, the Ultra Boost. Uh, we call it the boots. Um, Terex. Yeah, hiker cold free ready. Hikers. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, great pair. Nice and no pickups, right, Collie? Uh, no. Um, something keeps dabbling in me. Like I went to Omnis uh, the other day. I do because I was with uh, in Hamilton with Emil and. I saw the pair I've been looking at up on the wall. Obviously, it wasn't in my size. It was half a size too big. But I was like, oh, I don't want to spend $600, $550 right now. <laughs> Curious well, not, what that is. It's not your size anyways, though, right? So Yeah, no. But I can find my size. My size is on eBay, right? So, ah, okay. For, oh, I, need to, I need to sell a pair first. If I sell a pair, if I can get rid of these cool grays or my uh, 
all of. Oh, nines. you don't want to keep those cool grays? Uh, I, I want to, but that high up patent leather, like I, I keep trying to tell myself oh. I like it. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't look the same as the last pair I had, and which was like the one of the I pairs I got yeah. back into really collecting sneakers again. Mm, right, I got right. like three or four pairs of Jordans before that, but then when I got this and I had the plastic insole, and it just I never had an eleven before, but I've always seen people have them. And I always liked them, and I was like, oh, I'll get it, pre-order, sure, why not? And I picked it up. I was like, oh man, this shoe. And then when I got this one again, I was like, yeah, no, no, I like it, and the material's good and all. But the way it fits on the foot, and I need to break it in, and I just that high up leather is just it's rubbing on me. So yeah, that high patent cut is one of those love or hate things. I feel like a lot yeah. of people, you know, they either love it or they hate it. And the people that hate it are the ones that you know were like you that were a fan of that lower cut when it changed that. They don't care that you know it looks more like the OG with the high cut. They preferred that lower cut pattern. Just, it's just the I, way I the silhouette like, is. I'm very a uh, silhouette person, even though it might not be OG. It's it's close to OG, like Varsity Red Sixes over Infrared Sixes. Mm -hmm. I I think they did a really good job with that. And yeah, it's not the same. Um, but for most outfits, I rather go with that darker red, right? So right. it's. But yeah, you're right. Like some there's some things. Sometimes the changes actually look better. Like the Varsity Red is a good example. Like I think when that infrared six came out with that act like the closer color and people were calling it like infra pink or whatever like it looked more pink people were kind of like oh this is not it but jordan brand was saying oh well this is actually almost identical to what it used to be right so, so i think the original was a little more of a hint of orange dye in it but it's still being that pink and neon was yeah like right there yeah well anyways interesting to hear that yeah i didn't know that you didn't like that higher patent cut I would say the higher patent cut looks better when it's all monochrome, like with the same color as the shoe. So like, I think it looks okay on the Space Jams because it hides it a little bit. To some extent, maybe on the cool grays, but it's kind of a little bit of a different tone. So, and the gray is a lighter color. two different grays, and then it takes up yeah. less of the suede, and more of the suede looks nicer than just the... Right. Yeah, so I, I like it on the Space... I don't mind it on the Space Jams, but I'm kind of with Collie. When it's like, even like with the Concords that I have, I don't love the higher patent leather. Just looks a little off to me nice good week collie i'll let our guests go last because we have basically nothing to talk about in terms of wins <laughs> and hiccups as we said we got a lot of snow this week so i shoveled in my air jordan 3 infrared 23s now it's become a beater That's your beater yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like i don't really feel like putting boots on let me just throw these on to <laughs> clear this off a little bit it was the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death on thursday so i wore my kobe 10 mamba curials mm, nice that's a great pair Love that pair. And then Air Max 90 Mars Landing, because that's a good all-weather shoe. Nice. Yeah, like that one, too. And that was the extent of my week. <laughs> 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 we'll start with Matt first. What about you? What have you been rocking the last week? And uh, any pickups in the last month or so? There's been a, yeah, a couple of pickups. I think the most recent one for me is a pair of size-exclusive BC trainers. I think it was just before Christmas they did a kind of a pack that was basically called the the Seaside Pack. So the idea is that it was inspired by different seaside towns here in the UK. So they had three pairs, pair inspired by Brighton, Blackpool, and then a place called Cleethorpes, which is near is it near Grimsby, Scott, I think. Couldn't tell you. My geography's not that great. I was counting on you for that one. Cheers, mate. Now I don't know my own sorry, country. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah, they, they had this pack. Uh, and basically the idea is they're all kind of like Adidas Terra shoes. And I, I got the the Brighton around Christmas time. My girlfriend went to uni in Brighton. So I spent a lot of time in Brighton. So I thought oh, I'll grab that. 
absolutely loved it. Scott's got more of a background in that type of shoe than me, but thought I'd kind of dip my toe in a little bit. Got the Brighton pair around Christmas time. And then they had a sale, I think it was either last week or the week before, where mm. size had 30% off all Adidas shoes. So straight away, I grabbed the Blackpool pair as well, which is like a nice kind of rough suede, rough like kind of yellow suede Ooh, with some nice the yellow and the red one. Yeah, that one's really nice. Yeah. Mm. And then the gum sole. So yeah, I, I picked that up last week or the week before, something like that. I'm trying to be good in January as well. Like I've said on our <laughs> podcast, like when we first started the podcast, I was uh, very much like the cheapskate of the podcast. Like I very much like didn't like to spend a lot of money on trainers. I used to love certain shoes that were well priced, put together. And I started kind of venturing more towards the slightly more expensive stuff. And I think I'm trying to rein it back in cheapskate max back. And I mean, <laughs> that pair of Adidas is a beautiful, beautiful suede shoe. Well, but, the quality think, looks amazing on them, the, right? The quality is mm. really good. And I mean, it cost me like 58 pounds. I don't know what that is in Canadian dollars, but like 58. Probably like 2,000 Canadian or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's actually a lot closer now than it was five, 10 years ago. For we some reason, it... American dollars way up and the pound has come all the way down. It has. I think, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's around like 80, $85, I think, yes. Canadian. Like, it's yeah. not. Yeah. So the, the Terra shoes always really really good quality and again so well always are really nice too i love that pack great great pack yeah i'm i'm debating whether i want to finish the pack like i said i've got the brighton which is like a cream and like a nice tealy blue the yellow the the, the blackpool's great but that like really bright blue the cleethorpes the, the last pair mm-hmm. i'm not 100 sold on that but part of me is like you've got two out of the three you kind of have to complete a pack at that point don't you like it's... <laughs> yeah Part of yeah, me is like I, thinking, just wait for it to hit the sale, just so I can say I've completed the pack. But yeah, I, I think I feel like the Cleethorpe one, yeah, it might be a little bit harder to wear if that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's yeah. a really bright kind of blue turquoisey color, or whatever. But yeah, no, the other ones are super clean too. But yeah, mm. so that's that's really the only pickup I've had in 2023 so far. I've got a few pairs kind of around Christmas time, but yeah, nothing too major. I've got a, a Foot Patrol Saucony Jazz 81. I think I've got another couple of pairs as well, but I can't. I've gone blank for some reason. But uh, in regards to wares this week, it's been a little bit drier. I don't know about you, where you are, Scott, but it's been a little bit drier here in London. Mm. And um, I've been taking full advantage of just cold, dry days and trying to wear as many New Balance as I possibly can this week. This time of year, you just can't trust suede in the UK. So today I wore the 20th anniversary 991 the grey with the navy hits on there. I don't have the teal pair, just have the navy pair, so I wore that today. Yesterday was MTA New Balance 920s, which, I mean, Scott takes the mick out of me all the time for basically just loving grey runners. It's essentially like my perfect shoe. So a grey New Balance is heaven to me. Threw some sail laces in there as well, which again, Scott always takes the mick out of me. Sail, I, I'm, I'm that cliche of like having to put sail laces in everything. <laughs> So if he can put a sail lace in a shoe, even if he shouldn't put a sail lace in a shoe, he will <laughs> put it in there. there. Yep. Hey, like there's uh, no question. I'm okay with that, man. I'm, I'm I feel like you know, we're almost the same same kind of guy. I'm a gray sneaker trainer guy and sail laces when I can for sure. It looks so good. How it can looks you not good. like yeah. it? It looks <laughs> yeah. good. There we go. <laughs> what else have we had this week? Uh we've had the Kith nine ninety V three, the Genesis oh, from twenty twenty one. Like I said, all New Balance. We've had the Pata 920 as well. Oh, nice. Uh, and I think to top it off, 
the original like GR920, the New Balance 920, it's a newer model, is what 2019, 2020 when it kind of first came out, but it's my yeah. absolute favorite New Balance silhouette, like with that 990 V3 midsole, but a slightly more kind of like sporty, modern, pointy silhouette rather than kind of the, the, the slightly bulkier 990 upper. Absolutely mm -hmm. love it. So there was the original pair. I think the code is M920NBR. It's basically like a white, gray, and blue pair and again absolutely love it so i'm sure it's currently raining where we are now so i'm sure like the new balance are going to have to get locked away and we're going to be back over to, to leather trainers next yeah. week but i thought i'd take full advantage of a dry week and just bust out as many new balance as i can no excellent rotation the new balance week so it's it's, it's like rainy season or is that basically in in london i mean we we, we have rainy it's season rainy season all year round yeah. oh, okay <laughs> So, like, yeah, so summer was on a Wednesday this year, right? Like yeah, yeah, one yeah. day of sun, and that's it. You're, yeah. you're done. To be fair, the last couple of years we have had like definite summers and like definite mm. winters. It gets really cold here now, mm. and in the summer it is just hot. Matt, Matt's of the opinion, like basically, unless it is like thirty degrees, it's cold. Yeah, like oh, everybody yeah. will be rocking like t-shirt and shorts around here, and Matt will be in beanie fleece puffer jacket jeans yeah. everything it's just yeah he's a cold person yeah. unless i unless i physically have to wear shorts i won't wear shorts i will be in like jeans or trousers all year round i right. I, I can't stand it but yeah it, like we we have we this summer was quite very hot like we had a few days that reached mm. like 40 degrees or oh, wow. near about so it got hot this year but yeah at the minute we're going through as soon as it hits like october it will rain from like october till <laughs> probably march or april and then oh man we'll get like two months of it being really really hot and then again it'll just somehow go back to being rainy oh, man that's yeah. terrible i do yeah, remember hearing about that because you guys don't like you don't really have do you guys have air conditioning out there oh no 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 no, no. Yeah. definitely not no i was <laughs> yeah i work from home as well i so i work i work from home and i do like i work in like learning and development so i have to deliver a lot of like training sessions over zoom and things like this and I was there like, yeah, 40 degrees in my flat, curtains closed to try and keep the heat out, like four <laughs> different fans around my desk trying to like, hey, guys, today we're going to learn about this, like trying to be all happy and jazz hands whilst just sweating. From right. was I was going to say, meanwhile, you're sweating through your yeah, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely doing the whole like classic working from home, like shirt, but then just like, yeah, <laughs> nothing else. Nothing, nothing else. He was, he was Winnie the Pooh in it. He was yeah. Winnie the Pooh in it. <laughs> hundred percent, hundred percent. We're fans everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, solid week though. Love the new yeah. balance rotation. Nice, good week, man. I appreciate that European sneakerheads like have this love and appreciation for all sorts of different brands that we just don't really have in North America. Yeah. Like that's that's one of the things I enjoy because I, I listen to the podcast. Um, I started listening recently, and like I appreciate hearing all these things because I'm I'm trying to get better with learning about New Balance because that's the thing that's kind of. Mm starting over here but i appreciate that you guys talk about like saucony and a6 and stuff like that like i we just don't have an appreciation for that kind of stuff over here or yeah. it, it's not the same as it is in europe at least for it, us it works both ways though like you guys talking about the jordan 11 and like there are a lot of people no here that love the jordan 11 yeah. it's like a foreign language to matt like he's got no clue what you're going on about and i like a jordan 11 like i know about it but it's not a shoe that gets that much love and that much wear over here compared to with you guys like yeah, yeah exactly like, at the moment especially like jordan like realistically one through four and then when fives get a bit of hype like fives come in 
and two as well it depends who's doing a collab on a two at the time if people actually like it or not but right in general like that seems to be the staple over here and then you get some odd people that like 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 a 32 or something weird like sure. that and wear that around and about yeah. but in general yeah it's definitely uh you know a lot to do with like the culture you know the sport obviously jordan you know not to say that uh he wasn't a global icon but you know soccer or football whatever would be more of a a european sport to follow so. as opposed as opposed to maybe basketball unless it's european league or something like that but yeah no like we grew up in that culture whereas you know your culture may have been completely different which we'll probably talk about later on in the episode but yeah, yeah like you said you know with the trainers that you guys rock you know maybe it was your idols were different they were wearing something different than uh than mm. what our idols were so for sure mm. yeah so, nice. got this week oh mate um yeah i mean prior to uh kind of yeah medical instance yeah i was rocking quite a bit so uh mine was varied like i say uh it was dry cold and dry perfect weather so there were pairs coming out that haven't been brought out for a while but i mean i had the bordeaux jordan ones was rocked this week criminally underrated pair i don't know what it's like i agree you, but the they had no love over here like those Kodot jp pairs mm-hmm. every year when one comes out like we've had the gorge greens come out midnight navies whenever they come out I'm there. That is a pair that is on my radar every single year because the quality and colors that they use are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a lot of love here either. So, I mean, the you're talking about the burgundy pair basically, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I got that pair for Juan and like same thing. Like I, I picked it up because it was available. I didn't mm-hmm. ask him. I just know he loves Jordan 1s and it was, I was like, well, I'm assuming he'll take it. <laughs> so... I just picked it up and like I got it in hand and I was like, this is like a crazy good quality. Like, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Colors like them, the Bordeaux, like the beautiful color, the gorge greens. Again, a beaut. To me, like that's the best shade of green they've used on a Jordan for a long time. Like we've had loads of different green iterations of Jordan ones, and to me, they've all been a bit shit. But the gorge green is yeah nice. So yeah, that that was a pair that got some wear. Air Max One Concepts collaboration, the Mellow pair out. Yeah, I love um, that one. I think weirdly over here, like that's the least favorite for most people. Like it the is heavy, here too. Uh, but I love that pair. Me um, too. Under retail pickup at the time. Nice. Like nice. so, so good. Yeah, love that pair. But again, it's it's a bit mad. Like I've got to I've got to pick my opportunities to wear that pair. But yeah, absolutely love it. Like one of my shoes of the year last year. Just yeah, so good. I bust a bit of Adidas. Obviously, people going mad for the EQT, the extra butter release that had been come out recently. They did the Diodora, uh, the S eight thousands. So mm-hmm. I busted out my Adidas EQT extra butters. Beautiful shoe. I'm as far as I'm aware at the moment, I've never seen a person in the UK have that shoe. I didn't get any attention when it released, but the quality on that pair is just and the detail. Extra butter are, in terms of collaborators, phenomenal. Like, I agree. So so good. Bad Bunny response cls again mm. one of my shoes of the year for last year like i love that pair like absolutely adore it and yeah i i wear that a lot like if i ever need comfort and something that's a bit different that's the pair that comes out but yeah i get a lot of hate for liking that shoe because <laughs> one it's adidas and people get a bn bonnet about adidas but also like it's it's a pretty funky shoe yeah it's a funky silhouette i, I don't i don't think i mean outside of a bad bunny collaboration i don't think i've ever seen that model to be quite honest it's hit the sales like the just the response CL just as a model has hit the sales recently over here and I picked up a pair for my wife I think I got them for like under 30 pounds 
and she hasn't taken them off. She's like, the comfort is mad. And I guess like if you're into your, into your like runners, like we are over here, like it fits perfectly at the moment. Like it's a bit of a dad shoe type style. After I got the bad bunny pair, yeah, the response CL is certainly a pair that I'm looking at going forward. So yeah, big fan. And then I had the SB Jordan 1 Low collaboration at the Lance Mountains. The pair that the was like one. all cheap. Yeah, like the chino material, like yes, all yeah, over, yeah. come away, and you had the uh, either the royal colorway or the Carolina colorway. Yeah, well, Again, you, did, you did do some cutouts to it too. Nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> kind of fucked up some of the panels, and there's a few marks there, but you can't tell. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah, love that pair. That pair doesn't get enough love. If that had come out like in peak dunk popularity over here, that would have been a mad resale shoe. But you can still pick that up now for under retail in most places, and it's an SB Jordan One Low collab mad yeah. to me so no yeah they, they were the pairs that i can remember and salehe crocs i'm always wearing my salehe crocs oh nice always. which color the i can't remember have what they called them. <laughs> yeah. the pink pair okay yeah 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 i can't remember what they called them now this they, they always name them yeah so weird names <laughs> but yeah i wear them everywhere and over here you go into a hospital like everyone's wearing crocs and then I rock up in a pair of those and they're like, are they Crocs? Yeah. And then afterwards I could hear some of the like the young junior doctors being like, I wonder if they do them in black. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. They they do. They do them in so many colors hit, now. <laughs> hit, hit me up. It's fine. We'll sort something. So yeah, that was good. And then pickups, I tried to be good. I think we all say that. And it yeah. Believers. So the first pair that I was interested in and I didn't win because Adidas confirmed app hates me, probably more than sneakers does at this point. But Matt has a magic confirmed app. And basically, if he enters for something, he wins it. So managed to pick up the Sean Wotherspoon or Ketro that release. That was an interesting pair. We were both very surprised by that. Beautiful colors, materials. If you like to keep your shoes clean, it's not a shoe for you. That, that <laughs> canvas material is getting battered quick. So yeah, really good, really nice. But unfortunately, it had to get returned because um, one, it was slightly too narrow, but also... Went to go visit Matt in London and we were stumbling around the stores and lo and behold, for the first time in a long time, one of the shoes of like 2022, in my opinion, and quite a few of our listeners' opinions, that they had the Salehe Bembry 990 V2 Sanby the Time just sat on the shelves. We didn't even realise they had a proper UK release. It was very hit and miss over here and they were just sat there, but that's a £200 shoe, so you're talking what like three fifty dollars canadian it's not exactly a cheap shoe so uh and i couldn't afford both so i had to make a decision between the sean Wotherspoons and the salehe bembrys but that salehe bembry i'm not finding that sitting on the shelves again so uh yeah beautiful yeah that's the pickup oh it's so the salehe bembry collaborations like the materials and everything are just phenomenal and that pair I was looking at paying resale for it. I kind of just, I said at some point this year, I'm going to have to hit up like StockX or eBay or something and find a pair. Right. But lo and behold, they were literally just sat center of London, main store, flagship store, just sat there. And like, I'm a UK 11, so what, like a US 12 in Nike. They don't have my size sat anywhere over here. That doesn't happen. They sell out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to walk into a store and just be able to like pick something up off the shelf that is essentially like high heat and being like, I'm just walking out with them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Especially in your size too. Cause I think when they dropped online on Salehi's site, the, the be a sponge, mm. 
they sat for a little bit too. I I, I want to say they uh, they didn't sell out right away, unless you're a big footer, right, like yourself. Yeah. But uh, it was a V2, right? Like you're talking about the V2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised because anything that he drops usually is, you know, first of all, it's gold, right, and then second of all, it's almost impossible to get too, right? So yeah, you're right. To see it sitting there on the shelf, it's almost mm -hmm. like a no-brainer, really. Yeah, and over here, like the love that we have for like New Balance, and like there's quite a big fandom of new balance over here at the moment and like anything that joe fresh goods drops anything that salehe drops teddy santis it's like there's been so many pairs i think people are kind of <laughs> going off the boil a little bit but anything that they drop normally over here like it disappears you can't get it anywhere online is a myth don't even bother trying to do the <laughs> online drop and then in store is just impossible so yeah to see them just literally we walk past me we're like what like, yeah. how are they just Asked if they have my size, and I can't. I even said to the guys, like, I kind of hope you say no because I really shouldn't be buying these. <laughs> but he said yes, and I'm very happy for him. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the guys in New Balance because uh, they sort me out. But yeah, that's that's been it, I think, recently. It was quite fun though to like Scott stayed at mine when he came to visit, and where he had planned to get the Orchetro and didn't plan to get the 990 V2, you could see like the kind of cogs turning in his brain that evening <laughs> where he had like. He had two shoe boxes in front of him and we'd be like chilling out. And every now and then he'd just open up the Orchetros, look at them like, should I keep these? Should I not? And then he'd put them back. And then like 10 minutes later, he'd open up the New Balance and look at them like, oh, these yeah. are really expensive. Should I keep them? Should I not? And just spent the entire evening just picking one pair up, then picking the other pair up and going, oh, shit, what should yeah. I do? It's almost like yeah. the devil and the angel on either yeah. shoulder, but here it's yeah, the Orchetro yeah. and, the, and the New Balance, right? Yeah, it was more like me on one shoulder and my <laughs> wife on the other being <laughs> like, "What is?" And yeah, that um, sounds more relatable for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the the Adidas, the the Shans, they were they were too narrow. You said right, so it's almost like, yeah, if you were to keep those as as much as you like them, comfort wise, yeah. it almost wouldn't make sense, right? So you kind of almost yeah, made your decision thing. for you. Like it's difficult because there's been some nice pairs and some nice Adidas pairs and stuff, but like we've all seen the rumors of March and like obviously you've got the white cement threes. There's so many Air Max that are coming for Air Max Day. Yeah, like genuinely, it, it looks like they're about to drop a year's worth of Air Max in one day, and I'm preparing myself for that. Like I, I need to hold myself back because I know that something will get purchased on that day, and it's around my birthday as well, so I'm allowed. Oh. to. <laughs> It is, yeah. Something will get copped, yes. It's difficult because you know, like, you shouldn't be buying stuff. But there's always something that tempts you. But when you know there's stuff there, it's difficult. It's really difficult. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to be strict. No, totally can relate. I mean, and that's why we're doing this. I mean, at least that's why I'm doing No Cop January. You know, Trevor's also kind of in the same boat too. Like, when March rolls around, we know something will be purchased. So it's mm -hmm. hard rolling into March, knowing that you've already bought maybe two or three pairs, maybe in January and February, and then you come into March and you're like, oh, I should have, I really should have waited because these are the pairs I really wanted, but you kind of get that temptation along the way and you're like, oh, did I really need yeah. those, right? We'll get into this in a bit, but like, I like a lot of brands and I kind of wish I was just a one brand man because it means that True. like, if nothing's dropping from Nike, it doesn't matter. But when you've got Nike, you've got New Balance, you've got Adidas, you've got Saucony, you've got Asics, you've got like sure. all these brands and they're all dropping little bits here and there. And you're like, oh. Yeah, your feed is kind of going nuts too. You see all these pairs on there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. Definitely. 
no, good solid week. Good pickups too. Glad you were able to make that decision easier on yourself. But uh, <laughs> it was funny to hear the story yeah. Matt was saying you opening the boxes because I'm sure many of us done that many many times. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I could just I was sat the other side of the sofa and I was just like grinning whilst looking over because I could see him like and he'd feel like like so there's there's a bit of like a canvas, like a cream, like white canvas material near the toe. And you could see he'd be like rubbing the canvas to be like, oh yeah, that, that will get a little bit dirty. Like, yeah, that's probably, I probably shouldn't keep it. That's going to be really hard to clean. I could see him having this conversation. Right, yeah. You can almost head. hear the dialogue going yeah, on yeah, 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 without yeah. Him oh, saying yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, good week, good wares and good pickups for sure. But yeah, let's get into it. You know, again, appreciate you guys joining us. We don't normally get a lot of European sneaker enthusiasts as well on our on our show, and we appreciate you guys uh, accommodating for the time difference as well, because uh, you know you guys are what six hours ahead of us. Yeah, something like that. Hey, yeah. hey it's, it's a it's a quiet Sunday afternoon Is for it? us over here, so it's it, honestly it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, great to have you guys on. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. So we usually start off by asking uh, about your sneaker journey. So maybe one of you guys want to start off telling us where your sneaker journey began, like some of your favorite brands, models, and colorways that got you into sneakers. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first because I feel like we've both got very different sneaker journeys. And I feel like mine almost started earlier than Scott's, but Scott probably co- started collecting a little bit earlier than me when people ask oh when did you get into to, to sneakers or trainers it's always very difficult for me because it's almost like i don't want to be that guy but i almost can't remember a time where trainers didn't matter like the whole time growing up i might not necessarily have collected the whole time growing up but i was always very much into shoes that like i can always remember wanting whatever all the other kids at school were having like growing up where i grew up which was just outside of london uh, well not too far from outside of london it was a lot of Air Maxes growing up, lots of Air Max 95s, lots of TNs, lots of Reebok Classics and Club C's and workouts and things like this. So I always remember try, like whatever the the next trend was, trying to like jump on that. Like I was chatting to someone the other day where I remember going on a year seven trip. So I think year seven over here in school, you're like 10 or 11 years old. And I remember like all of my money for that trip, every penny that was supposed to be to like go to see all these sites and things like this. I went straight into like a footlocker in Cologne and bought a pair of TNs. And it was like day one of the trip. I had no money to do anything else, but I was so happy that I had this pair of TNs at like 11 years old. My mum flipped like when I came home and she was like, how was Germany? I'm like, great. I got trainers. She was like, for fuck's sake. But like that was just me growing up. I think a lot of that came from like my dad. I remember very vividly as a kid coming downstairs one day, my dad absolutely loved Adidas superstars. And he like would get every single, every time he went to a shop and saw a new color, he would buy a pair. So like, I remember coming downstairs one day and him like having all of these superstars in different colors lined up and he was just cleaning them. So again, for me, that was always a big thing. Like I saw that and was like, well, that looks cool. He's got all of these Adidas superstars. I want all of these different shoes. But for me, it was more MX like 95s and TNs and, and things like this. I probably started getting into like the collecting around 2017, 2018, something like that. So despite always somehow having a collection without me really realizing it, I kind of understood what having a collection was then. Like I have all of these shoes that are 10 plus years old, but started properly collecting around there. I booked a trip to the the States, actually. I booked for me and my girlfriend to go out to the States. And all of a sudden, it kind of sparked memories of me going on family holidays to America when I was a kid and like going and buying shoes out there that we didn't have back home. 
and so I kind of thought the same. I thought, oh well, I'm I'm going out to the states. So I'll be able to mm-hmm. buy some like I'll, I'll probably see some Jordans out there that I don't see over here in the shop. So I kind of right. got back into it and started following all these different Instagram accounts and things like this. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is what being into shoes is about. I thought I was into shoes before because. I always bought shoes like this is actually what people are like when they're into shoes. Right. So it, it kind of started there for me, like I said, 2017, 2018. And since then, I know you said like what kind of brands and silhouettes and things that like this are you into? Again, I feel like me saying Scott takes the mick out of me is probably going to be like a broken record by the end of this because we constantly give each other shit on our sneaker tastes and things like this my appreciation for different silhouettes changes every single year. Like I'm the type of person that's almost very obsessive when it comes to silhouettes and I will love a silhouette for a year. And then after a year, I'll be like, I hate it and I'll have to sell it all. And then it'll be like whatever next silhouette I'm into. I'll be like, I love that. And I'll buy them all. But at the minute, a lot, a lot of it is um, Air Max's, New Balance, re- yeah, liking the the Reeboks at the minute and things like this, like a lot of club seats. Almost kind of going back to really what it was like when I was a kid, but we've just added a bit of New Balance flair in there as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets to January and you can smell the rubber from the U-turn he's about to do on a brand. <laughs> like, it is full 180 all the time. It'll be like, I hate Nike, I hate them, I'm all Adidas. I'm all ZX. And then like a year later, it's been like, I've got no ZX. I've sold them all. I've got all Air Max now. That is Matt. Like it happens frequently. I mean, that's half the fun of it, right? For me, like, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we all like shoes and we all appreciate retros and the story. And I'm sure everyone, everyone loves an anniversary Air Max one and everyone can appreciate a Chicago Jordan one. But at the end of the day, I always think it's fashion at the end of the day, right? Like when we're into shoes, it is something that you are wearing that you are putting together with an outfit like almost expressing what you want to wear at that time as my style changes like if all of a sudden i'm like i don't want to wear skinny jeans anymore i want to start wearing this over here i want to wear baggy jeans or i want to start wearing cargoes or this or that yeah that normally means i end up thinking oh what will look really good with that is some new balance 990s and all of a sudden i want every colorway of 990s and then my style will change and i'm like oh now actually i think i like dunks again so yeah. i'm just gonna sell and, everything and, and buy dunks. sail laces in every single yeah. pair <laughs> great pairs and then sail laces <laughs> yeah that's the one consistent part yeah, yeah. great pairs and sail laces <laughs> and everything yeah, no, but you're you're completely right. I mean, like style and collections, they change and they grow over time, right? So you can probably um, hear from a lot of other sneaker enthusiasts too that, you know, stuff that they may have rocked when they were younger, they wouldn't never rock that now. Or like you look back at some of the pairs that you still have in your collection that you want to sell and you think, why did I buy these? Or, you know, when will I ever wear these again? So things change yep. and maybe Matt is just more of those guys that it's yearly as opposed to over, you know, a yeah. decade or so, right? It's a bit more, it's a bit more frequent for me. Yeah. More frequent, there you go. A bit more frequent, yeah. yeah. What about you, Scott? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, up until like being what, like 15 years old, I couldn't give a shit about shoes. Didn't care. Like it meant nothing to me. I was, I was that kid, like, I mean, you said earlier about like people talking about like MJ and you know, what he was wearing and stuff like I was all into football. So soccer, like that was it. And didn't care about trainers or anything like that. It was just football boots. That's what I wanted. Like I'd spend my money on the latest Adidas Predator boots that like David Beckham or like Zinedine Zidane was wearing, Ronaldo, something like that. Didn't care about like anything else. And I literally lived, I lived in track suits, like sports track suits and trainers, like just like AstroTurf, what you would literally play sports in, like didn't care. 
And then it got to about like 15 and I ended up getting a job, just like a Saturday job in a, what I call a menswear store. So it's like, they sell like casual clothes, but it'd be like Stone Island, Lacoste, CP, Armani jeans. Like it was what, realistically, what football hooligans were wearing over here. Like that's the type of style it was. I had to wear the clothes that they were selling. Like I had to kind of look the part. So I got some stuff and clothes and that, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just picking stuff up off the shelves and being like, oh, this fits. Yeah, I'll put that on. But shoes, I ha- I, ha- I couldn't wear my football boots walking around a-, a store. So I had to pick stuff up. And like I'd- I had some vans, like they were, I had like one pair of vans that I absolutely beat. And that was just like the pair that I'd wear if I told you have to dress smarter today. But yeah, I ended up picking up. I think one of the first pairs I ended up picking up was I don't know if you guys remember Creative Recreation. I do remember that. What Wasn't that a big brand. like soldier soldier boy? Wasn't Soldier Boy? Oh yeah. Rocky like, Gold a lot too. <laughs> they were mental, like big like Velcro straps across yeah, the toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they were like low top sneakers, but like they were completely different. And that's one of the reasons like I was so adamant at the time that I was like, I'm gonna wear stuff that's different to everybody else. And to right. a degree, like I, I'm still like that now. But yeah, so um it was one of those, but people at in my school they were all wearing like gazelles and then there were a very small group that were wearing air max and specifically like air max ones and 95s but they were the kids at school that like you knew were up to no good like you didn't want to be a part of them so i was looking at shoes that was me at school and that's why i was yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah so like i didn't but because all the guys that came in that were buying like they were all wearing adidas shoes they were all from the terrace culture over here so they were all wearing like Low top Adidas Terra shoes, whether it be like gazelles, sambas, kind of trim stars, trim traps, etc. And I kept seeing these guys and I just started talking to them and I just kind of fell in love with what they were telling me, the stories and stuff behind all the pairs and like the allegiances. Like there was one guy who he was a Liverpool fan and he would only wear red. And it was always like it was almost kind of taking the piss out of the new guy. Whenever he came in, you'd be like, oh, just go and show him like some of the blue stuff. Like he loves blue and he would lose his shit if you offered him blue because he all he wore was red. He was a Liverpool fan. Like he's, that's it. It's red head to toe. But yeah, I just fell in love with Adidas shoes and I started buying and started learning about where to pick them up. And some of the guys in the store would like just give me their pairs if they weren't wearing them anymore and kind of got into it. And then as I kind of was growing up, like... I liked the Air Max that the naughty kids were wearing, but I didn't like. I, but I couldn't wear them. Like I'm, I, I was a good boy. I can't. I can't be seen wearing these. Yeah, but I, I loved the Air Max one. I remember trying on a pair in one of our local shops, and I just loved it. But I was a kid. I didn't have much money. I couldn't afford them myself. My dad wasn't going to buy me them. And the yeah, it was the Air Max one anniversary red. And I remember trying it on and just being like, I love this shoe. And I've never bought it. I've never had that shoe in my hands and I'm hoping this year changes that because it's the shoe now that I love an Air Max one. Like I've got so many pairs of Air Max ones and I think it's that like I wanted it, but I didn't at the same time. And now I can, and I'm happy with them, but yeah, just going through like school and like going to university and stuff, like people were wearing Jordans, people were wearing different things and yeah, just ended up, picking up and kind of developing as trends came about like one of our friends used to work in a massive fashion house in london just as yeezy was going big so he would come up to us and he'd be like yeah i bought like four pairs of yeezys i think i can't remember 
it was like the earth pack that they did like they had like the brown stripe down the side i think there was like three colorways i think it was the black friday pack that they did and he bought like yeah three, pairs, it was a couple three or four them. pairs yeah yeah and um he was like yeah yeah i bought them for my clients and two of them don't want them do you want a pair and i just remember being like what the fuck are those like they are horrific like they're so ugly i don't want them anywhere near me and the other guys that were there bought them both and then like a year two years later i was like oh shit the hype grew i got sucked into it but yeah that was it i kind of started like wearing a bit of jordans and stuff just because some of the the other guys i was working with were and it's just kind of developed like i'm not i'm just one of these people that if it's a good shoe it's a good shoe and i'll try and pick it up and have a look at it and it's just developed there so like in terms of brands like i'm looking around now and it's like Jordan 1s, Jordan 3s, Air Max 1s, Air Max 95s, Air Max 90s, SB Dunks, Adidas Yeezy, one pair of Yeezys. Even independents like Dizogotic. I've got a pair of Volcures from Matt O, one of your previous guests. Yeah, yeah, nice. Good man. Yeah. We, yeah. we love, love Matt. That. We love Matt. Same with us, yeah. Um, Bad Bunnies, Asics, Saucony. Like, there's just everything. It's just a bit of everything. Like, if it's a good shoe, it's a good shoe. And... I don't really have any allegiances. I, I have a special place for Adidas just because that's what got me into just shoes in general. And they were the one that was where I was like, it must've been like what, 2010. And I was just there like, yeah, this is a problem now. Like when I had to move into <laughs> university and yeah. like, I had to fill my boot with shoes to take. And my flatmates were like, Who the fuck's this guy? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> At that point I knew like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe this is a thing now. And it was just, yeah, but round by me, like I'm not in London. So seeing people that also like shoes, it wasn't a thing. So it was only really once I started deciding like, okay, this person's holding an event. I'm going to go there, down there. Mm -hmm. And then you start talking to people and it kind of expands. Everything kind of spiraled a bit more. But yeah, certainly it's very, I think over here, like is you kind of hear two stories almost. You almost have like the story of, Air Max. Everybody's into Air Max. I'm I'm an Air Max One, Air Max Ninety, Air Max Ninety Five, and then you've got the people that got into it through Adidas. In the UK, it's almost like a north south split, almost like 100% the is. south. The south is like Air Max all the way, and then the north is like Adidas all the way. And that seems to be. And now I think the younger generation are coming in differently. Like they're coming in through like Dunks and stuff now. Sure. Like, yeah. They're the Panda generation. They <laughs> yeah. are. And the then... generation. I love that. <laughs> But they're then they're coming in and kind of seeing like other bits and weaving their way in. So it's interesting now compete seeing how people get into shoes compared to what they used to. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I mean um... like let let's talk about that a little bit because you know, growing up in the UK, you know, I, I don't really know too much about the European sneaker culture but you guys specifically being in the uk like what were the earlier days like in terms of sneakers like were there lineups or campouts for any sneakers like was there any like word of mouth type of hype like now obviously we have social media and you talk about the panda generation and all that stuff but here in toronto you know there were sneaker drops but not like how there were in the u.s you know we would get certain releases but was it like that in the uk was there like a certain demand or hype for specific trainers that were coming out that maybe people might know about in terms of like word of mouth but like what were those earlier memories like in the uk i think it's very different here and i think a lot of that is based on where you're from i think like location drives it a lot as I said, for me growing up, I used to live in a place called Basingstoke, which is about an hour out of London. But I mean, we were kind of laughing before we hit records. An hour here in the UK is like a long journey. So it sounds silly, but I'm sure when we were growing up, there probably were 
camp outs and lines and things like this, but it was in like the bigger cities. It was in your Londons and your Manchesters and your Liverpools and your Birmingham's and things like this. Like me and Scott kind of grew up or in towns on the outskirts of those big cities. So when you're younger and you're trying to look for shoes, a lot of it is dictated with or by what you can actually walk into a shop and get. And even something as simple as a footlocker isn't that common over here or wasn't that common over here. Like you'd have to go to a big town to get something like a footlocker. So you were very much relying on any independent stores or chain sports shops like JD Sports or Sports Direct or years ago, something like JJB or like you were you were relying on that type of store to buy your shoes. And I know for me growing up, a lot of it wasn't necessarily were waiting or anticipating for a release. It wasn't like you were waiting for a Jordan, like oh, the, the Chicago's retroing. So I have to queue up for that. A lot of it was driven mm-hmm. by you just wanted to not be wearing the same shoe as your friend. So all of you would go to exactly the same shop. It would be like me and my friends would go to town and we'd go to JD and there would be five of us and eight colorways of Air Max 95s on the shelf. And it's like, oh, well, he's bought that colorway, so I can't buy that. And he's already said that he wants that colorway, so I can't buy that. And you would essentially have to buy your shoes based on just the fact that your mates had already put dibs on the other ones. So it's like what's kind of left so that from yeah for me growing up like it wasn't necessarily about specific releases it was just silhouettes and making sure that you didn't have the same as anyone else right uh, i don't know it might be a little bit different where scott was but that was definitely from where i was anyways yeah, i mean yeah it was kind of similar like in terms of adidas like people just bought what they liked and thankfully like i i lived yeah not really near any big cities at the time and i had people and friends that they would help so like if there was a pair that was dropping that i wasn't really aware of they would be able to be like oh yeah i can get you a pair like don't worry about it sweet so i never really had i never even realized that queuing up and stuff was really much of a thing and yeah being adidas like there's not really massive hype around them so it was like pretty easy to just go online pick them up not really a problem but certainly the first time that i remember seeing a queue or like it was the first nike products that i was like i need this shoe i'm going early I'm going to queue. I'm ready for this. So I was like, I got to Birmingham around six o'clock in the morning. Shop didn't open till like half nine, ten. Sean Wotherspoon, 97.1. Right. And I'm there like, I need this shoe. I get there six o'clock in the morning. There's already like 30 people in the queue. It's a tiny store. Like genuinely, like the store is one of the smallest shoes stores I've ever seen. And I remember getting there and being like, well, no, they ain't got 30 pairs. Like, there's no point in me queuing. And I, I was there, like, I'm six o'clock in the morning. I'm like hours before release. And that was when I kind of realized, like, how, like, when people queued, they queued. And we're British, so, like, we know how to queue. Right. And it was, yeah, I, that was the moment where I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm really going to have to think about this. But in general, like, really round by me, after we had the lockdowns, People were queuing. Like, I remember queuing up. I missed on the Baker 90s. And I'm pretty sure I was, like, the only person in this country that didn't manage to get up there. (laughs) And I was like, right, I'm going to go down to my local size. I'm going to queue up. And I was just like, they've got to have them. Like, size have got them. That store has to have a pair of 90s. I queued up. And there were, like, all these people in the queue. And I was like, what are they queuing for? I started talking to a couple of them. They were all queuing for dunks, like literally just GR. I think there was a pair of pandas and there was like another colorway that was coming out and they were just queuing for that. And they were like, oh, what are you queuing for? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go and 
see if they got a pair of Baker 90s in there, just seeing, and they just turned around and went, what's that? And at that point, I was like, yeah, what's this that? Has changed. This has changed. Um, wow. So, yeah, like, queuing now, I don't... I don't think it happens that much. Like everything's raffled here. Like even in store, like the queuing thing. Like I know we saw the queues. Obviously, went a bit viral. The whole like Montreal bagel pair and everyone yeah, queuing up. Right. I can't remember the last time we had anything like that. We had Adidas drops. Like they released the City series, which was one of like 2020 pairs. So it, they released in 2020, 2020 pairs. Sure. Yeah. Um, the queues for that were pretty mad, but I can't remember anything on that scale since then i don't know if you can think of any matt no it's it's just very unusual i'd like to say i think as far as i'm aware and i'm very much speaking from stories that you hear from other people a lot of the queuing that happened as i said was very much in big cities back in the day it was very mm. much in big cities it was very much kind of like if if you know you know again the terrace scene that scott's talking about is always quite dedicated like the people that are really into adidas terrace shoes over here like they will get every single shoe in every single color and they are willing to camp out for a, a couple of days to get a shoe if it needs to be in the collection right but nowadays mm. you don't see a lot the one that was actually this weekend that kind of threw me off a little bit we had the I never know whether it's Boston or BSTN. I'm going with Boston because it sounds way better than BSTN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 German sneaker boutique. Yeah, I don't know if you BSTN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the fact that you just said that makes me now think it is BSTN. So I'm going to go with BSTN now. <laughs> but they released a, or they opened their Brixton store this weekend, and I kind of thought I'd pop down to to see what it's like. It's, uh, Brixton doesn't have that many sneaker stores and i saw that people were queuing up for like 27 hours just to go to a store opening and it absolutely like baffled me i couldn't remember the last time i saw people queuing up for 24 hours not even for a shoe just to go and look at a new store but yeah like scott said most of it i think like a lot of places now right it's all online isn't it yeah so i mean it's changed i mean because i know scott had mentioned you know, now you can't really tell who's in the sneakers or, you know, in, in the UK or whatever. But do you guys have like events and things like that now? Is it more mainstream where, you know, I, I guess it's especially the... mainstream now. Yeah. 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 So we've, we've I got mean... like the sneaker cons and um, there's a crep city that happens multiple times a year. Oh, okay. You've got laces out, which is specifically in Leeds, I do believe. Uh, so we do have like a couple Less of us Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Sorry. I know it begin with L. I was halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more like events yeah. now, certainly like this year. We know there's a lot more events kind of going to be happening. It is certainly more mainstream now over here. Like, like I say, I think it was, it was more of a niche thing before. And then like I say, Jordans and Dunks in particular have become like the fashionable thing for like kids sure. in school. Right, and therefore... Right. I mean, kids these days have a lot more money than I did when I was their age. Um, Absolutely, yeah. We've been and they, too. Yeah, and they can they can afford to be buying these pairs. And yeah, because of that, I think like it has become a thing now. And we were saying like when we were growing up, it's like everybody wants to wear something different. Yes. Now it's the opposite. Like they're all wearing the same. I have tried so hard to not wear my lost and founds like out and about, especially when I'm like in school, because I know for a fact there will be like five, six, seven kids like Absolutely. all wearing the same stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very different. But yeah, massively like from what it was when I was growing up and, you know, when Matt was growing up and it was kind of like people were into trainers, but now it seems to be like it's a big thing. You're almost in the minority if you're not into shoes these days. It feels like, especially in schools, like the kids are so into their fashion and into their shoes and stuff that like 
yeah, it's it's so much bigger than what it was when I was growing up. It kind of goes back almost, I think, to what I was saying before about like my sneaker history. I always wanted the coolest shoe that was like what all your friends wanted when I was growing up, but I never saw it as like a collection. Whereas now collecting sneakers is obviously more of a worldwide mainstream thing right. so like yes when scott's yeah, yeah. saying it's different it's like people want to be able to say i have the lost to found in my collection sure. whereas before it was like you'd go and meet your friends for a drink or whatever and they'd be like oh i've not seen that pair of mbax 95s before where did you get those from like it wasn't necessarily like you didn't have the collection mentality back in the day it was just That's like you point. you wanted to buy shoes because you wanted to look cool and you wanted to rock up to see your mates and then be like oh shit what are those i've never yeah, seen yeah. those before yeah. whereas now it is different like now kids want to be able to say they want to be able to meet someone and be like oh you're into shoes what shoes do you have i have this and this and this and this and this and this i think it's yes. just and again, there's always going to be anomalies. There are, of course, still people that want to just buy shoes because they want to look cool and they don't like that. Their collection is just curating a bunch of shoes that look cool and they wear them all the time. But like what Scott's saying there, I think for a lot of kids nowadays, they have the attitude of collecting. Whereas I, yes. I definitely didn't mm. have that when I was growing up. I think the American influence, though, has like become massive as well. Like before, like I wasn't really aware of anything that was happening over with you guys. Like I'd log onto YouTube and I might watch some videos from, you know, like Seth Fowler's and that type of thing and kind of your YouTube influencer, so to speak. But like now, like you don't really see them as much over here, but like the influence of things like the last dance documentary and just all that, like the Americanisms and the American influence that's coming, like basketball over here is bigger here than I ever remember it being. And that in itself, you know, obviously drives people to want basketball products. And then they see, the guys rocking stuff on the court and in the tunnels. And then they're like, right, what are they walking, rocking? And then it's all kind of feeding in. But yeah, I think social media in itself, because we're now kind of more global, it's not like, you know, the UK market isn't quite the, I wouldn't say it's still very unique in what everyone likes, but it's certainly become more kind of, yeah, global and kind of Americanized with what people's tastes and styles are. But it's not a bad thing. Like it is. Yeah. It's cool to see kind of things just grow and develop and people. Kind of, Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. Like the sort of like the crossover in different cultures, right. You, you see a lot more of it now. Like when I visited places in Europe, like, uh, you know, like Germany, for example, or in Italy and things like that, like you see a lot of the Diodoras, Adidas, you know, ASICs, that sort of thing. Uh, definitely like they're all low cut runners or trainers or that sort of thing. And then like you guys mentioned, not a lot of Jordans, not a lot of basketball yeah. shoes, that sort of thing. Whereas now that cultural influence has kind of crossed over where you see, you know, guys like Luka Doncic, for example, European basketball star. Now he's signed with Jordan. So, you know, maybe guys that are, you know, weren't into Jordan before now are because of his European influence. But yeah, I mean, that crossover, that mainstream, that growth has changed with the change in yeah social media exposure, that sort of thing, too. I think it's also just that it's the heritage of a lot of these shoes as well. Like you were saying, coming over to Europe and seeing a lot of like runners and Adidas and Diodoro mm -hmm. and things like this. And a lot of that is just because when you think about those shoes coming out in the 80s and 90s, like over here in Europe, we had a massive rave culture. So a lot sure, of it yeah. was like people were wearing ZX and EQTs and Air Max and things like this to all of these different raves. And like that's almost for a lot of the a lot of the like older sneakerheads i think here in the uk that's the equivalent of them watching michael jordan play right like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you guys saw michael jordan playing in jordan fours like <laughs> over here it was you wanted to rock up to 
the local illegal rave in the coolest pair of runners and like right. that's, it's, it's of course there's i'm not generalizing for everyone but that's why you see a lot of in europe like a lot of adidas and here in the uk yeah. as well like a lot of it is just from that kind of late 80s early 90s rave culture and sure. things like this and again Absolutely. you throw you throw in the football influence as well going to the football games in your low top adidas like that's what people were doing over here it's it's just it's the completely the idols are different as you said earlier yeah no it's definitely nice to hear the growth and how you know things how different things are in the uk but also over the years how it's changed and we've become more globally aware of, of just different cultures and it's kind of all meshed together so we have more of an appreciation for different brands but you know speaking about that you know you guys mentioned you guys are you know kind of across the board i know you know matt maybe his collection changes a lot more often but let's talk a little bit about what's in your current collection so what would you consider to be like some of your favorite pairs your grail pairs that you guys currently own Ooh, so for me, my favorite pairs, like I said, I think for me, my favorite silhouette at the minute is definitely the New Balance 920. Definitely the the kind of what I'm really enjoying to wear at the minute. And again, we laughed earlier about me liking gray runners. I mean, the as I mentioned, one of the pairs I wore this year, uh, this week, sorry, the MTA New Balance 920, the whole gray runner with the slight blue hits. I mean, it is just basically a a gray New Balance, but it has stitching on the back to say MTA on it because it's the, the collaboration. But um, that's definitely the, the New Balance side of things is quite heavy in the collection at the minute. And that's what I'm really, really enjoying. Again, Air Maxes. I think for me, we, um, funnily enough, in, in our episode that's released, might have just been released by the time this comes out, we answered a question about like our favorite Air Max colorways. And I think for me, the favorite shoe in my collection has to be the Pattern Monarch. And I know it's a new shoe and a lot of people like basically someone asked us the question of what's your favorite Air Max colorway ever? And of course, like you kind of expect when people say that maybe some of the classics like the Anniversary Red or maybe sure. some of the old Pattern collaborations and things like this. But I think for me, I know it's a recent one, but the Pattern Monarch is like my favorite shoe ever. I don't know what it is about that shoe, like the color of orange and the paneling and the materials. As soon as I saw that shoe, like as soon as it kind of was rumored to come out, I was like, yeah, that's a that's a, a need. And that is like, a, I, I absolutely love orange shoes. So for me, that's like a big one. But I don't do grails that much. Do you know what I mean? I know a lot of people uh, kind of talk about, oh, if I had infinite amount of money, this would be yeah, a right. grail that I would have. And I think probably because of the fact that I change my mind every five seconds as to what I like, <laughs> I don't think I have like, uh, there's not one pair that I'm like, that is really what I want right now. Like there's, there, there are a selection of pairs that I would like at different times, but it changes a lot, right? If you'd asked me two years ago what your grails would have been, it would have been the undefeated Bape ZX5000 from like the camo pair oh, from years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Or the undefeated ZX8000 from the AZX collection back in 2007. Like that would have been something that I would have said back then. But now I'm like, I really would have liked the original ALD New Balance 990s that dropped like a few years ago because yeah, again, yeah. I'm really into the New Balance. Or I would have liked some of the old, like the Hypercats and things like this. I would have really liked some of those. So for me, my grail typically changes with whatever I'm into at the time, basically. I know I've kind of rambled there, but no, hopefully but that for makes sure. sense. No, it does totally make sense. And like, I think, you know, just in terms of, you know, just the way that your personality is with the changing of trends and cultures yeah. and fashions and that sort of thing, it's harder for you to pick that favorite or that grill. So I completely understand it. And you know what? For now, your favorite is the Monarch. And I would agree with you in terms of that being just such a beautiful shoe of just how they, you know, just the shape of it and, and you know, just the difference with the wave and, and the color of that orange. I, I absolutely adore that shoe too i think it's the best one out of all of the the colorways that dropped in that wave pack but great pick that is going to be 
in my opinion, a classic shoe that forever oh, it's be a future grail for people. Like absolutely. In, ten, in ten years' time, people whenever Pat are doing their next Air Max or whatever it is, they'll look back and be like, "Oh, ten years ago, the Monarch dropped, and it's going to be, yeah, it, it's going to have legend status." For exactly, I agree. I agree with hundred percent. So, and Scott, what about you? I know you're you're a man of many different brands, so I'd be interested <sighs> um, to hear what uh, it, it might be hard kind of trying to pick your favorite kid or something like that, but. Uh... <laughs> It's an odd one because like I've got pairs from across the years, and I, I wouldn't say I've got anything like when people go on about like their collections and stuff that they have, and everyone obviously always goes and like tries to flex like their rarest or like most valuable sure. pair and stuff. Like I don't know, like I don't really see stuff like that, and I don't, I, I don't really pay resale for shoes. Like I don't like paying resale. Uh, you know, if I can avoid it at all costs, I will. Like I bought the pattern monarchs at resale, but that's really mainly because Matt had a voucher off at StockX, so it basically brought them down to just over retail. That's the only reason I got them. But some of my favorite pairs that I've got, like Shadow Jordan ones, I got EA on sneakers for that shoe. It was like I wanted to get into Jordans. I was looking at Jordans and I just got a message being like, oh, you can get these. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I'll pick them up. I didn't realize, like, how big a deal the Shadow colorway was for the Jordan 1. I didn't realize, you know, one of the OG colorways, etc. I love that shoe. The first, like, proper, I guess, like, now we're talking, like, proper high heat was, like, the Travis Jordan 1 high. The, like, the OG colorway, the Mockers. Like, I queued up for hours for that shoe. Like, I had a pair, but the way that the system works over here with some of our stores is you get a pair like you're told you have a pair you've got mm -hmm. to come and pick them up but then you've still got to kind of queue to get them so for me like that's like the first pair that really got me into i say like the community over here but that was when i got to i traveled to london and i met up with a lot of other people and have connected with them and they've kind of been friends ever since so that's a big pair for me the co.jp midnight navies i got married in that shoe so oh nice. like that like to me that's a special and my my wife got married in the kind of the second colorway of that pack so like the silver pair yeah, the silver like, one, yeah. we call them the rocket mans because uh, they look like <laughs> something that elton john would wear but yeah they're uh like she loves them and so yeah like that and then other pairs it's just kind of stuff that either like i've bought through the years so i've got like adidas jamaicas that i bought as terror shoes years ago that i absolutely love Dizygotic Project Alpha is like a kind of brand that started up in the past couple of years. You know, that's the first pair that we were like gifted. So, like, that's a special pair. Some of like stuff from my friends, so like Volcure, like from Matt, that's a special Got pair it, for yeah. me because, you know, yeah, there's lots of like different things. Like, I've got Diamond Supply Dunks. Yeah. The Dunk Dunks. So I got the, it was like the second pack that they did. So they did obviously the white. The, oh, the one they, with they the removal. The and they did the black, yeah. And the black yep, pair, like, yeah, I yeah. love that pair. It's really nice, sure. simple to wear. Great pair. One of our friends, Lorenz, Lorenzo, who's done a lot of stuff, like he came on our podcast years ago now, and his color design work has just gone mad. Like he's done pairs for Drake, Little Yachty, Joe LaPuma, like all these guys. And to be on that journey with him is like the pairs that we have, even though like I've got a pair of Adidas forums, like, it's just a special pair because, you know, we've seen the development and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, it, weirdly, the Bad Bunny Response CL is one of my favorite pairs in my collection. Yes, it's one of my favorite shoes, but I accidentally got that pair early. 
so like it was mad because I got the pair like months early, put a picture up on it, and I was getting messages from like Brendan Dunn, Joe LaPuma, like all the guys at Complex. I was getting messages from Sean Wotherspoon. They were posted everywhere because it was like, and just the madness around that is like something that I've never experienced. I don't know if I want to experience it again because I was getting harassed by a lot of Spanish people. <laughs> it's again, it's just a pair that has a random story to it now. And because of that, it's yeah, a special pair to have. So it's not the valuable or the like the proper like rare stuff because there is some bits knocking around in here. But yeah, the pairs that have lasted the longest and haven't been like moved on to other people are the pairs that have like cool stories and stuff sentimental with it. Sentimental value, so, a lot sentimental, of it, yeah, yeah, sentimental. Yeah, sure. yeah. But there, there are some grail pairs that I want. Yeah, let's let's hear well, about pairs that maybe one, you're still in the hunt. Really? Okay. What what what's a so pair the, that you're still in the hunt for then? The anniversary Red Air Max One is obviously like one that I I still haven't owned and I want to. It's just the fact that we've always heard rumors that they're going to re-release. So it's like I'm not going to pay resale for them when I know yeah. they're going to come out. Right. Um, we heard they were going to come out last year. They didn't. They got delayed until this year. So hopefully mm -hmm. this year pick them up. But that's the kind one of a pair. pair sorry I... to interrupt. That's kind of a pair what? for both of us because both of us have a very similar yeah. situation like this one. We, got, I mean, the retro or what they re-released back in like 2012, didn't they? The anniversary red and the anniversary blue, something like that. 2017, and... I think. But I think there was. I think no, I'm they, pretty they sure there was a oh, 2011 oh, and 2013. I know they did the blue, but I thought they did the red as well. Yeah, they did. They did the red as well. So I, they this hit was, outlets here. Well, I mean, for us, they were just like general release on the shelves, right? Like you could walk into any shoe store, even the the kind of smaller stores where me and Scott are, and it's both like at the time we were both probably around college age, so maybe like 18, 19, something like that, and both have almost the identical story of walking into a store, picking up this like grail status anniversary red Air Max and not knowing what it was and putting it down and buying something else that's completely irrelevant. Like both of us had exactly yeah. the same story where it's like, I remember right. picking up the anniversary red and the blue and going, I don't want that. I think I want this like all white leather pair of Air Max ones instead, like something that's just right. so stupid to buy. So now, because again, for the two of us, it's one of those shoes that neither of us have ever owned anniversary red Air Max ones. And it's almost because we were so stupid not to buy it back in 2012. It's kind of like both for both mm. of us, it's, it's a pair yeah. on the list that we want to get eventually. Yeah. It's almost like eluded you after all these years when you had it in your yeah. hand at the yeah. time. And you I, could I have had it. them on my feet. I had them on my feet. I had yeah. them tried on and I was like, no, nah, I ain't spending that money on it. And went and bought a pair of Adidas pair that was way cheaper. So yeah, yeah mad. But yeah, that, that's a pair. Um, but the, the one, and it's probably the only shoe that I really put as like grail level status in my eyes is the Sean Wotherspoon 97 one. I'm a big fan of, like, anybody that listens to the podcast, like, my nickname, the Paisley Prince. Like, I love Paisley. <laughs> Anything that's, like, Paisley pattern. Hence why I yeah. love the concepts. Love them. Anything corduroy. Sure, yeah. Like, if it's got corduroy, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And colour. So, like, when I see the Sean Wotherspoon Air Max one with the uh, mate, like, that shoe. And that was when I really, like, realised kind of how big sneaker culture was in the uk like that was the moment where i was like oh shit like this is this is a thing but the prices are so mad like i refuse to spend that much money on a pair like i've i've contemplated like seeing if i'd swap the travis scott highs for the sean Wotherspoon ones yeah but the problem is like there's so many fakes out there now that i can't yeah. trust it so it's a pair that I don't think I will ever get unless like I win the lottery or something like that's a pair <laughs> that will I've got like a tiny little this is probably the closest I'm going to get realistically um, <laughs> I'm not going to get any closer so Scott's holding um, up like a little miniature model of the, of the <laughs> a tiny one 
so he does own it. He does own it. He doesn't own the actual. I, I guess. Yeah, but I just <laughs> for I now it's something shoe. for him to. Yeah, it's something for him to it's look just, forward I, to. I just think it's perfect. Like, and it's it's one of those that like there are some shoes where you're like I don't know if I want to wear it too much because I don't know I want to beat it up. You can beat that shoe and it still looks oh, yeah. amazing. It's better um, worn. I yeah, I, I would say. So I, I need, yeah, I, I really need them. But I think that's one that's going to elude me for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's nice to know that you have something that's in mind to kind of keep that sort of sneaker flame going. Because we've talked about it in our pod before. When you have these grills and then eventually you attain it, then you're like, okay, well, what's there to look forward to next? And you know, hopefully you get them. Like, I want you to get them, of course. But yeah, that will kind of keep your passion kind of going. And maybe you might swap out like you said something yeah, else I, it's difficult because in my head like i could sell four or five pairs of shoes now and collectively get the money to be able to buy a pair yeah but i cannot bring myself to drop <laughs> a grand on a pair of shoes if it's over t- like if it's over 200 pounds you're gonna have to fight me to get that card out of my hand but yeah you're talking a thousand pounds like that's it's... I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't physically do it unless I unless I was absolutely sure. minted. I just yeah. Even though I know, like I've sold pairs, it's money that I brought in and all this. I couldn't physically bring myself. I've become too much of an adult. That's the problem. Like I'm now thinking, like, <laughs> well, I might need to get something done on the house, so I need to spend the money on that instead of being the kid oh, yeah. and being like, yeah. no, no, I want to spend it on Pokemon cards and shoes. Like <laughs> it's. Yeah, the adulting in you definitely takes over and, you know, it's hard to justify. Absolutely. Like, you know, we talk about the sneaker culture now and this whole panda culture, whatever that you're talking, sorry, panda generation. And we don't understand where these kids get their money from. And it's like, it's almost like thousand dollar shoes are normal now. Like you go into a store and like resell shops, whatever the case is, and you see a pair of Union Jordan ones that are going for 3000 and somebody will just literally drop you know, the 3000 that they need to get in, and it's like nothing. And back when we were younger, and even now when you, you become an adult, you're like, man, that's a lot of money to be spending yeah. on one pair of shoes. And literally at the end of the day, no matter what it's worth, the retail price is still 200 right? Canadian when, or whatever it is. When we were young, you could pounds. only dance and make money if you're over the age of 18. <laughs> now you can be seven and dance and make money. But this, at least this time, you get to keep your clothes on. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I've contemplated setting up an OnlyFans account. I'm not going to lie, like to fund all this stuff. <laughs> With the social media, comes the social media pay from Google AdSense. So kids, a lot of them can content for other kids and then they get a paycheck it's not just mcdonald's money anymore so it's no yeah colin's right i mean there's different hustles now and uh as much as we knock the kids now saying like oh it's their parents money or you know whose credit card are you using that sort of thing but i guess kids are hustling more too like they're back in the day there wasn't this collector mentality and the swapping of shoes or like selling stuff to get what you want right back then it was you bought what you bought to wear it and there wasn't like a collection rotation right what's Mm. cool is different or what's considered cool is different now as well like again for me as a kid as i said before what was considered cool is just having a different pair of air max to your friends and i've said this story on the podcast as well i didn't have a lot of money when i was growing up like not enough to spend 110 pounds at the time on a pair of air max 95s and neither did any of my friends so we used to get knockoff like market shoes like mm-hmm. the air max logo was in a square rather than in a circle that like, couldn't have been more yeah, fake yeah. if you tried but it right. was like it was just a matter of you'd go to the market and they'd have every pair of different color air maxes 
and you would just pick something that was a different color. To, you to just your... wanted something different. Yeah. Whereas now, and that was that was cool. Like as long as as long as you were wearing a different colored jacket to your mate and a different pair of Air Maxes, you were considered cool. Whereas now, what's considered cool is, oh my god, you've got the Travis Scotts. Oh my god, you've got the Unions. Oh, you've right. got this. You've got that. Like the mm-hmm. barometer or like the gauge as to what is cool has completely changed. The goalpost has moved. And I think right, that's yeah. why like kids are willing to spend this. Like, I when I was a kid, I was willing to do whatever to be cool. It was just what would make me cool cost way less back then. Like I could spend yes. forty pounds on a pair of fake Air Maxes and I would be cool. Whereas now yeah, kids yeah, have yeah. to spend a thousand pounds on a pair of shoes to be cool. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's I, definitely changed a lot. One of the things I see, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm, I'm assuming you guys have either been to SneakerCon or or one of the the shows yeah, yeah. up out in London. Mm. Kids are starting to wear like we would when we were kids, we'd get shoes and we'd wear them and we'd beat them up and we'd wear them till there were holes in them or they didn't fit our feet anymore. And then we would donate them or throw them out, whatever happened with them at that point. Right. I noticed a lot of kids now are coming to like sneaker con for us was the last one that happened here. So I noticed that sneaker con kids were coming out with beat up pairs of Paul George basketball shoes. Nothing special, just whatever you could pick up at your local footlocker size, JD mm. Sports, right? Kyrie's you know that kind of stuff and they're like what would you give me for this like they're trying to do that like <laughs> trade a paper clip up to a car kind of thing right okay <laughs> so like in our day like that just we didn't think of it like that right like it was just yeah. a pair of shoes you wore them you beat them up whatever it was right and then when you were done with them donate them throw them out if they needed to be thrown out yeah. and then you moved on to the next pair right mm-hmm. like you weren't like okay now these shoes don't fit me anymore okay now I want to trade these for whatever i want to get like these beat up paul george's for a pair of air forces or whatever it is yeah something right no 100 like i don't know if we see the the trading up as much but certainly like people will do some mad stuff for dunks like dunks is like it over here like that is the that's the high school shoe like there was a lot of talk about when people were going shoe of the year and all this yeah there were a few people that were like well the community shoe of the year, like the people's champion is the Panda Dunk. Yeah. And people yeah. went like up in arms. But realistically, it probably was. Like yeah. that's the shoe that everybody wanted. They did it so smartly and people will try anything. And it would be like, even though, like, I don't know what it's like with you, but like when Nike by you comes up and it's like, you know, design your own, they get listed over here as Nike by you Panda Dunks. Like oh, that really? is it. They are pan- Pandas by you. Like that yeah, is yeah, how, yeah. because... Yeah. People are so desperate for that pair. But I mean, going to like events and stuff like around with us, I think people were just rocking stuff and people were trying to flip. But I think the younger ones have, they still have this expectation. Like even now, like I was trying to sell a pair of my Jordans the other day and I was putting them for way under retail. And somebody messaged me and being like, oh yeah, but they're like creased. Like they're, they're ba- I've worn them twice. Like they're a pair of Jordans. They're basically they're, like they were under retail. It's like yeah, but they're creased. Like will you take like fifty quid for them? No. Like really? I'm I'm putting them cheap anyway. But yeah. like people will push it. But like thing is, I think everyone kind of knows there's so much money flying around in sneakers now. Like yeah. people yeah. will try anything for anything. And yeah, a lot of people will try it on. But I, I don't think we've seen so many. Thing is, I think over here, like we're very skeptical as a country i think and when people try and uh kind of try and sell shit they kind of it, it's probably not worth the hassle to be honest like yeah, you yeah. you will get shot down quite quickly and probably just embarrassed by somebody so it's um yeah it, I it's kind of like that it's pretty wise to that 
it can be kind of, it can be like that here sometimes too. Like, you know, just the buying selling thing. It, it's almost like, you know, as you get older, you have less patience for that stuff. Whereas the younger generation, mm. maybe that's something that they grew up with now where you can kind of like, when I was younger, it was more like collecting baseball cards and things like that. Right. Like sports cards. Yeah, and yeah. back then there was like a buy, sell trade mentality too. Now sneakers has entered that category and they're using that yeah. sort of mentality as well. So I can understand, you know, that thing, but for, like you said you know there's lots more opportunities now to not do it because you know it takes so much more time to do it and like you don't have the patience and then you know you don't know what you should be selling it at that there's a this whole different kind of selling um community out there too right like you kind of have to be involved in that as well but yeah it's it's definitely changed i think you know the, the main thing is that it's changed over the years and i can't knock anybody for whatever they do uh in terms of their hustle but you know it, it's nice to hear that you know in the uk as much as things have changed it's still very similar worldwide like we always like to ask just to see what the culture is like and yeah um you know things are relatively the same yeah mm. definitely and again like i said it's nowadays the world the world is uh the smallest it's ever been right like before yes. you you only ever knew what was happening in your town and now you can like now i speak to people in canada more than i do sometimes people like mates here in the uk so it's mm. like the, the world's so much smaller now yeah, mm. definitely. So let's, uh, you know what, I want to talk about your podcast because, you know, tons of our listeners always mention you guys. They talk about the Doubled Up podcast. So it's very exciting to have you guys on because our listeners, uh, you know, they do talk about you guys. So what are some of the things that, you know, made you guys start doing your podcast, for example? Like if you guys have your own history with sneakers and that sort of thing, but what was it that inspired you to start sharing your views on sneakers on your podcast? I love this question. Go on, <laughs> So our origin story, when you really think about it, is a little bit dumb. It's a silly origin story. So I think like a lot of people, we started in November 2020, which here in the UK was uh, the beginning of our second lockdown follow, like as, as part of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And we'd just gone through a summer of basically being locked in our houses. And we finally thought it was coming up to Christmas. We were going to be let out. And no, we're back in our houses again. So uh, I basically decided I refused to go insane over this period of time. Let's do a podcast. Sure. And at this time, I had been talking to Scott on Instagram for a little bit. And uh, well, I didn't know his name was Scott at the time, because all he was was his Instagram handle, which was sneaker teacher, right? And I basically reached out and said, hey, I've got this idea of doing a podcast. Would you like to do it with me? And Scott said, sure, let's do it. And this is why I say our origin story is a little bit dumb, because I basically reached out to a complete stranger. I didn't even know Scott's name when I asked him to do the podcast. I only found out Scott's name because I said, well, we should probably set up a Zoom call to like talk about the podcast. What's your email address? And his email address had his name in it. Whenever I'd be sat there texting or messaging him on Instagram, my girlfriend would be like, oh, who are you messaging? Oh, just sneaker teacher. Like, honestly, we had no idea. And at the time, my Instagram account was SW Sneakers. Being Southwest London, it was SW Sneakers. So again, Scott didn't know my name. It was just... Who are you messaging? SW Sneakers. And like somehow we decided to start a podcast really out of the fact that we didn't want to go insane over a lockdown period. But also at right. the time, there wasn't a lot of UK podcasts. We've had some really good UK sneaker podcasts in the past, like Soul Supplier, who's massive over here, used to do a podcast. And we've had others as well. But they all have kind of like they'd all stopped really creating anything i was listening to all of my podcasts from 
abroad. Like I was listening to the Complex Sneakers podcast. I was listening to the sneaker podcast from Canada. I was listening to True to Size. Like I was listening to all of those things. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool to hear something from someone that like is from the UK rather than hearing about Jordans all the time and things like this. So that's kind of how it all started. I mean, lo and behold, we've got a little bit of a saying here that things happen like London buses, like the idea of there was absolutely no sneaker podcasts here in the UK. We decided to do one. And then the same week, like three others started at the same time. So it's like, yeah, yeah bus doesn't come for ages and then two come at once. Um, <laughs> so that is kind it's, of how it was for us yeah. as well. But it, it really was just a matter of there was a clear gap in the market and we wanted to keep ourselves occupied and that's really how it kind of started it was literally like yeah a randomer reached out to me and said look do you want to do a podcast and it was only because we were talking person me asking or you saying yes like you said yes to do a podcast with someone (laughs) who you didn't know yeah yeah (laughs) that is yeah that's a good question to ask yeah but i mean like outside outside of you know randomly asking you were you guys following each other for a while like had you guys known each other through ig for a while at least or was it literally probably like probably like less than a year like oh, yeah. so ba- basically the what the, the shoe that kind of brought us together was again both big into adidas i think it was maybe march 2020 mm-hmm. the yozakura edit uh, zx 8000 pack came out so it was a two colorways in that pack you had the hanami which was a pink colorway and the yozakura which is a blue colorway and we both bought the hanami pair and both of us posted yeah shoe's got the scott's got the shoe up now so it's just a, basically a pink zx i posted my pair on instagram but i think a mutual friend like someone that was following me and scott i think they like reshared my picture or they'd like reshared scott's picture on their instagram so naturally i saw scott also liked the same shoe that i like so i followed him on instagram <laughs> okay and the conversations literally started of like oh you've got the hanami too isn't it great and that's basically how we started talking and it was yeah. really from we were talking over Instagram on DMs from May up until November. And then November, I said, yeah, let's make a podcast. Which again, when I really think about it, this is why I say our origin story is done. Because we were talking for like six months and I never actually said, oh, what's your name, by the way? Right. Like, that was... <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so stupid. But then also another thing too is that like, did you know he was only an hour out from where you were? Like he could have been on the other side of the world. Not that it would have mattered for a podcast, for example, because yeah. you get to do Zoom. But did you know he was relatively close by to you as well? We knew UK, but I had no idea where in the country oh, okay. Scott lived. Like I just knew it was UK, so that was it. But yeah, yeah, that's why I say our origin story is stupid. A lot of people will listen to our podcast and we spend the whole time just taking the mick out of each other and arguing <laughs> like brothers that have known each other for years. And it's like, no, we've known each other since March 2020 and we started a podcast without knowing each other, basically. And you know what's mm. funny is that like if you listen to your podcast, you you're just kind of like you said, you would never know that. Like you would think that you no. guys knew each other. You have really good chemistry with each other, so you would think that like you'd known each other for an extended period of time, right? Like more yeah. than like six months before you decided to yeah. do a podcast. Yeah, thinking Still. back, it was it, it was it was an idea that was either going to go very very well or incredibly bad, and I'm kind of happy that it was the first one. <laughs> like I'm kind of happy yeah. that it went well. It, it, it could have gone terribly wrong. Like it was literally like both of us like shoes it's a good job matt was in his zx phase otherwise he probably wouldn't have reached out but it was we like this shoe you like this shoe let's be friends talking and um (laughs) yeah it's just it's just bizarre but it was um yeah it was just a mad one like it just we liked listening to sneaker podcasts there's a lot like youtube and kind of on pod kind of whatever spotify app or wherever you get your podcasts um (laughs) and there's loads to listen to but 
from the UK, like there was some good ones and then they faded really quickly. But the thing is here, like generally, if you get a podcast nine times out of 10, they're all from London and they're all talking about Jordans. Mm. And it's like, there's, there's a lot more here that isn't just Jordans. So we were like, ah, people might want to listen. Like I like everything. So I kind of cover all bases. And Matt at the time was like Adidas only. So Matt was just kind of the controversial opinion where like literally a Chicago Jordan would release and he's go and he'd turn around and he's just go, it's the shittest shoe ever made. And everyone <laughs> would just be up in arms. Yeah. Um, he still does that now to be fair. But yeah, it, it was a, a weird, it was a bluff really. And it just, it was a complete coincidence of, and it kind of happened. Yeah. It, yeah. Just seemed, it, it was worked. just, we're going to talk about shoes with friends and it's just, spiraled basically from there yeah because i mean you guys are uh congratulations on you know the success of your podcast you guys have been going on for for years now you're at like a hundred and i don't even want to say exactly but it's over a hundred if anyone ever yeah if anyone looks at our episodes the numbering is very very weird and this kind of comes to really my problem scott has to deal with a lot i always say that i'm a little bit of a diva co-host for scott to deal with because basically i come up with ideas and i'm incredibly again this kind of goes back to what i said earlier i get incredibly obsessive about things and i like to change my mind a lot so when we started the podcast it was season one episode one right and we yes. hit we hit a year and I kind of went, season's a little bit American, isn't it? Should we change it to series? So then it went to series two, episode one. And then it got to episode 100. And we were like, should we just keep going as <laughs> episode 101, 102, 103, 104? So now we just basically completely binned the season slash series. And it is just episode 101, 102, yeah, 103. Right. A lot of that just comes from me. I get an idea in my head and I'm like, Scott, we're doing this. And he just kind of goes, okay. And yeah. it's kind of how it works. It normally comes from me just thinking of weird stuff and getting obsessed by it. Yeah. And I think for us too, like, where would that season and end, like, start and end, right? Like, I think that was for us, it was like, yeah. you know, does it end at the end of the year? Does it end at the end of the sneaker season or whatever the case was? We just kind of left it and whenever. But no, congratulations to you guys. I mean, you guys you are too, up guys. there as well, you know, over mm-hmm. 100 episodes. So, and I think a lot of people don't understand how much work goes on behind it. Like, when you hear it, we just literally sound like we're just talking with friends and that sort of thing. But like you said, you know, like Trev is behind the scenes, you know, doing a lot of editing, cutting things out, you know, like we've got to come up with questions for guests and we got to get those guests on too. And, you know, the, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that goes behind, even though we're just sort of talking, but, you know, a lot of people love your podcast, but for those that haven't listened to your podcast, like tell us a little bit about the format um, because, you know, you guys have different segments as well, like in shoes yeah. round or you have doubled up and doubled down. Like tell us a little bit about that sort of stuff that you guys thought about uh, in terms of what you talk about yeah so i think this was again kind of when i start when we came up with this idea i kind of already had an idea in my head as to what i wanted like when you when mm-hmm. i think about a sneaker podcast i was thinking right almost along the lines of a uk full-size run-esque type thing but in a longer format so for me it was like well what do people normally talk about in these types of podcasts let's talk about latest pickup so we always kind of start if we've bought anything that week we always deal with like the latest pickups if we haven't bought anything there's nothing to talk about q a's are always quite fun right so we'll do like the question of the week so that normally then follows up and then as well as that we knew we wanted to talk about news and we wanted to talk about upcoming releases mm-hmm. so the idea of shoes round really came about because of the fact that there's a kids news program over here called news round so i was like well why don't we just like have a little play on that and we'll call it shoes rounds and again we just talk about whatever's happened that week right with double up double down 
I wanted to make sure that we were addressing something that we liked, something that we disliked, but also one thing that I really like that we do is focus on a sleeper pick. Because again, when we started this podcast, we wanted to shine light on your Adidas's, your New Balance, like all of the things that people don't necessarily talk about all the time on podcasts. So we knew we'd be fools not to talk about the latest Jordan release. So that might be, say, a double up. Double down gives us an opportunity to just talk shit about a really bad shoe. And then <laughs> a sleeper pick allows us to talk about your ZX and your New Balance and, and all of that jazz. And something we've started recently again over here we're in a little bit of a, a a cost of living crisis i mean everything costs so much money and i'm sure again it's the same all over the world right so we've started implementing a steal of the week and that's just because i don't think enough people go through sale racks like not enough people will look at mm. the sale parts on websites so we always make sure that we pick a, a good shoe and shine a light on it from the sale because yeah. If people don't have a lot of money doesn't mean you can have a crap doesn't mean you like if you can't get yeah. the latest travis scott shoe doesn't mean you have a bad collection like yeah. this mm. shoe over here that has a load of heritage and a really great story is just sitting and it's half price buy it and then the we, we always finish an episode with a little bit of a game we've had god knows how many games since starting the podcast because again I get an idea normally when I probably shouldn't be thinking about the podcast and end up saying, right, Scott, we've got a new game this week and this is exactly what it is and this is how it works. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. So at the minute, the game is doubled up podcast, triple up, where basically I give Scott three shoes and a question linked to those shoes and he has to try and answer the question in a specific amount of time. So it might be like, put these shoes in order of last sold price on stock X or like list these, which one released first to which one released last and little things like that. And it's, but we've had so many different games beforehand. I just come up with random stuff. Basically. Mm. We used to have like guests on a lot as well. That's kind of weird. We're still getting guests on, but not as frequently, but when we were in lockdown, nobody had anything to do so it was we really could drop someone a message <laughs> yeah we could drop someone a message and be like out of interest you want to uh fancy coming on a podcast and they'd be like yeah when do you want me and they would literally be free all the time because we're sat inside we're doing nothing but now that life has kind of got back to normal people actually have things to do so like getting guests is it's great like we've had some absolutely amazing guests that we've had i think we've had some like guests that you guys have had on as well like like say Matt O, James, we've had, yeah, loads of people. I mean, we've had Jack Slade on, which was amazing. Like, we've had some really cool names, but it was always just, the podcast was always meant to be, like, just friends chatting about shoes, and that's what it is. It's evolved a lot. Matt's kind of, I say the creative genius, but his, his mind doesn't stop moving when it comes to games and stuff like that. And then I'm just the mug that has to put up with it, essentially. So and Scott's the one that makes just... it into reality. This is the thing. That I, come, <laughs> I come up with a stupid idea for a new and segment. I facilitate. And I, yeah. And I kind of, it's almost like you throw the spaghetti at the wall, right? And see what sticks. Like that's kind of what it's like with me. I'll be like, right, Scott, I want to do this game. And this is kind of what I want the intro music to sound like. And this is kind of what I imagine it being like. And then Scott turns it into reality. So Scott's the one that does all of our editing. And yeah, I mean, a lot of these stupid ideas wouldn't be fun on a podcast if it wasn't for Scott actually like taking the raw idea that I've come up with and editing it well and putting in the music and, and things like this. So it, it's a very, very good arrangement that we have. I do a lot of the creative thinking yeah. and Scott actually turns it into something. We don't take ourselves seriously. Like that's the one thing I think you get a lot of podcasts and, you know, they can take things almost too seriously and 
yeah it, it, it's meant to be fun like this all of this stuff is fun and it like that's why we do it we buy shoes because we like them we talk to people because we like them and then we make friends with them because you know we like that person and it, it's just all fun and that's what we want to keep it as which is why we've got stupid games and stuff like that because we want it to be fun we don't want it to be yeah we talk about shoes and you know it can get serious sometimes you know when you've got someone like Kanye chatting shit all the time it's hard not to but it's um <laughs> But at the same time, like you've got to keep it fun, and that's that's just that's what it is, you know. No, and I agree with it. you 100. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, speak so highly of your podcast is because it's very organic, it's very you know natural, very casual. But then also you guys throw in things too that it, it kind of like targets certain types of sneaker enthusiasts as well. Like you said, the steal of the week, or you know, doubled up their double town, and you know, like a news round. There's people that consume different types of information about sneakers, and you guys try to cater to that the best that you can with the knowledge that you have. And I think that's why a lot of people love listening to you guys so much. I want to add a point in there about the steal of the week, which I think is a great idea because I was, everyone's probably heard me talk. I was a manager at Foot Locker for a long time, right? So kind of like what you said, right? You're not always going to be able to have the Travis Scott. And let's take this down to another level. You know, maybe it's an Air Max one anniversary. Like, you know, that doesn't sit on shelf all the time, right? It's just, it's the reality of Mm -hmm. it, right? So you have to kind of learn, and a big part of my collection, at least when it comes to Air Maxes, is general release pairs. Like yep. for yep. us, for me, it used to be I have a Nike outlet that's maybe 10 minutes up the road from me. When that opened for maybe three, four, five years, they used to get some great stuff that came through there. Like as an example, the Moon Landing 90s came through there at one point. Like, you know, wow. they had they had nice. uh, Chicago ones in grade school. Like, they used to get stuff right, and they're, they're, mm. we all know that Nike outlets, with the global supply issues that we're having currently in the world, are not what they used to be. But you know, they used to get stuff come through there. But I've got a ton of great Air Maxes that were just general release pairs. There was nothing special about them. I couldn't tell you a name. I'm making up a name for them most of the time, right? Because there's really just no other than what the color code is on the box. I couldn't tell you what the name of the yep. shoe is, right? But they're great pairs, and I still have them, mm. and. Honestly, they're not worth anything, but like they're great pairs. We're not all going to have anniversary Air Maxes, right? You know, sometimes that's just because you tried them on and didn't buy them and it was regret. But sometimes it's just, you know, you can't buy that in the store. So you have to, I don't want to say settle, but you have to pick something else in that style. And there's lots of great pairs of Air Maxes in 90s, ones, even if you talk 95s, 97s are pretty available now too, right? Where you can just go in and get something that, and for the seal of the week where it's on sale, right? Yeah, yeah, and th- this is the reason. Like, like I say, Cheap people doesn't mean bad. No, and th- I think over here in particular that there is a lot of damn good pairs that are sitting in the sales these days. I mean, we were saying on the last episode, like Jordan Twos at the moment, like Jordan Two Lows, shelf life Jordan Twos sat in the sale. Titan Jordan Twos mm-hmm. sat in the sale, and we're talking like fifty percent off. We're not even talking like a little discount, and they are phenomenal, and they just sat there. But th- there's so much product coming out all the time that people are chasing i mean like say we talk about like now there's some pairs coming out and then you've got march where there's loads of pairs and don't go broke over shoes like there's no need for it one of our favorite pairs from last year was the air max 95 anatomy of air like the beautiful like red pink sale so nice amazing shoe i think we picked them up for less than 50 percent off both of us and that was one of our shoes of the year like and everybody Mm -hmm. that picks it up goes wow 
yeah wow but it's sit there like you don't need to plow through and just keep buying like the most expensive jordans because jordan like the price of jordans is going up oh it's like it's getting more and more i remember when it was like 120 pounds and now you're talking like 160 and Mm -hmm. you know it's a big percentage increase and nobody can really afford to keep buying every pair that comes out again and again and again and like i say yeah don't kind of put yourself in situations that are going to be detrimental just for the sake of that like there's some really good pairs out there in the sale. And I think it's just, we just want to shine a light and show people that there is something there. And we, we've had good feedback. Like people have picked up a lot of pairs and gone, wow. Like I just picked them up because they were in the sale to see if they were good. And wow. Yeah. Like, yeah that, that was the aim. Like that's, that's the point. So I'm glad it is kind of, yeah, it's working. And there's always stuff coming out, right? Like there's always like, I mean, if you think like I started collecting in 2010, right? So 12, sorry, 13 years ago. Now, first of all, you're right. Jordans were like, I think 180, I think it was 180, maybe 160 when I, no, I think it was 180 when I started buying them, right? So they're almost up $100, like Canadian dollars in the span of 12, 13 years, right? So that's a big percentage increase. Now your wages and all that kind of stuff, but that's a huge price increase, right? Also, we didn't get this many drops at that point. Like if you think about Mm -hmm. how much, like, I know we've talked about the ones before, but it was like 165 pairs of ones dropped last year, something in that ballpark, wow. right? Like that's, that is what, three pairs a, a week are dropping mm. roughly smoothly. Like you can't keep up with all this at any, at, at any point. Right. So you kind of have to start picking and choosing what you really like. And I'm finding where it used to be like, I remember when they would release, this is the Jordan, like this is what we're releasing for, you know, 2020 or sorry, 2015, let's just say as an example. Right. There'd be 10, 12 pairs, right? So roughly a pair a month. And you'd be like, okay, I want this, 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 and this. Now it's like they release a calendar by quarter, which is, and they might have done this, but like, I mean, you know, you're releasing it by quarter and it's like, there's so much, and it's like garbage, garbage, garbage. And I know some of those pairs are what gets you into sneakers and there's, you know, there's all this kind of stuff, but like steals like this are like, cause it, it makes it easier to get into sneakers that way. Right. Like I can go mm-hmm. and I could, you know, I, I'll talk about air maxes, but you guys are talking about like new balances and Sauconies and like, there's these great pairs that are cheap. They're a nice pair of shoes. They're good quality. Like this is yeah. something you should look at picking up. Well, yeah. I mean, I've said earlier on in the episode, right? Like my favorite new balance silhouette is the 920. It was also the first pair of made in England new balance that i got and the reason why i bought it was because it was 120 pounds in a sale instead of 170 pounds and i thought well if i'm gonna try a pair i might as well buy a pair that's in the sale and give it a try absolutely loved it and then the next pair i bought was a pattern collaboration and you, you go on instagram you see that the coolest thing is a pair of teddy santis 990 v3s right that's a 200 pound shoe over here like if what, what if you don't like it what, what if it doesn't suit your style? What happens if like, for every reason, what happens if that purchase doesn't work out? Like if you buy a pair in the sale, you, a, you get a good shoe, but you also get it cheap. And it also means you can then try other shoes as well. So there's so many different reasons why shopping the sales is a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Like Trev said, you know, with Air Maxes, I know everyone here loves Air Max too, but I want to say like more than 60% of my pairs are just like general release pairs. And I just genuinely love the colorways. I genuinely yep. love the look of them. I don't necessarily have something, uh, I, sorry, I don't necessarily, necessarily need something that's hype just to say that my collection is, you know, validated, right? So, you know, when we see the culture now and it's more like, 
you know, your collection is validated based on how much it's worth as opposed to what you actually like, that's when it kind of like, it's kind of disappointing. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. and we talked about this yeah. before a kid can't go into a store and say like, I want to buy a shoe. They have to go into a, a resale app first to see how much it's worth, whether or not they want to buy it, which yeah. is kind of, you know, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like just because it's worth that much, does it mean that you like the colorway? Do you like the look of it? Does it match your style sense? That sort of thing? No, it just says how much that shoe is worth. And even if it isn't worth anything, why does that make it not a good shoe like matt said like just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's not good so in any other walk of life you wouldn't want to spend more money on something if i went into the supermarket and saw that my favorite chocolate bar was on sale for a pound but a less like a less tasty chocolate bar was two pound why would i buy the two pound chocolate bar when i can get the tastier one for a pound right so why do we do it with shoes why is it that i'm like why would i not buy this pair of shoes over here that's 50 percent off that i really like instead i'm just going to buy the same thing that everyone else wants because it's it's hype so yeah i don't get it yeah no great example but it's hard to gauge these types of things like everyone likes things for different reasons but you know it's it's nice that you guys are highlighting this on your podcast because sometimes it needs to be reiterated that you know you can have just as good as collection as somebody else that's got you know every you know hype shoe or limited shoe whatever the case is by searching those racks and sometimes those hype shoes are on those racks too right like they end up there sometimes by mistake or whatever the case is or you can find a shoe that like we said you know the monarch not to say that it's a, a a pair a discounted pair but you could have bought that for retail or close to retail when they first released and now the prices are slowly going up so who's to say that a shoe that is cheap now couldn't become a grail status shoe later on the grs yeah grs of today are the grails of tomorrow like it's the the, the watermelon right. air max ones good example um, great example i mean that shoe when it came out we just sat there no one was really first now resale wise like you're talking big money for that pair you're talking you know good two three hundred pounds aquas as well aqua air max one is another one i I remember the when they did redid the curry pack and they did the curry air max one they did the red curry and they did a green curry Mm -hmm. and the red curry pairs i loved and i was like, i'm gonna pick them up in the sales they did they hit the sales and i could have picked a pair up for like 50 pounds like literally like 50 percent off and i went on i didn't because they ran out of my size went online early i was like i wonder if i could pick them up people are talking like three four hundred pounds for a pair of them now it's crazy yeah but they were they were 50 pounds they were in the sales even the actual curry one was like Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it went on sale. Like it, it maybe did in some place, but it wasn't heavily sought after. Now, when you look back, even the retro pair is hard to get too. Like it, the prices have gone yeah. up. But that's a great example. That curry pack. I loved that green one. It went on sale. I feel mm. like I should have bought it. Any actually, anyone in the in that pack, I kind of regret not getting it when I could have when it was really cheap. Mm. Because you're right. Like you yeah. look at prices now. That watermelon aqua is like have a night these, day just do have it. A night pay, yeah. 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 No, Obsidian were... anniversaries. Like yep. a lot of these. Uh, Air Max ones kind of fell under the radar, and you know, like now they've become pairs that people really, really want now. So, and yeah, I think Matt I was mean, saying, uh, what was it? Yesterday's price is not today's price, right? Well, like, uh, I, 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 I think I butchered it, but it's basically. <laughs> I think someone said it to me before. It was basically the idea of like today's sale is tomorrow's grail or something like that. Oh, it's that's like, a good yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It does. It makes sense. You know, there's so many pairs, and I think we don't know where trends are going to go. Like. I don't think anybody would have guessed like the dunk resurgence was going to happen. And like the fact that you could have picked up, you know, SB dunks for generally pretty much over retail. And then all of a sudden, you know, you were going to start spending 
hundreds of pounds on dunks because that's what was popular at the moment. Even now, like I think I don't know what it's like over there, but like resale here is definitely falling off. So like picking up pairs like Air Max ones, massive year for Air Max ones last year. Like amazing pairs, concepts, Patter, Travis Scotts, Katinas, like just so many. You can pick most of them up for retail, maybe a little bit less on some of them. So it's yeah, certainly like I don't think resale's too much of a gauge of a popularity of a shoe anymore, unless mm-hmm. it's a Travis Scott release that's insane. But yeah, certainly that there are so many pairs now that people and I think like Air Max ones in particular, people are gonna look at some of the pairs that came out and I think there are gonna be in a few years' time people are gonna go, shit. I mean, we we've said on the podcast the um in terms of like the Pata pack, the maroon pair, that's a pair that they are under retail. When I was trying to get rid of my pair, like I had to sell them because I needed to the funds for something else. And I couldn't give them away. Genuinely. Like I was offering them up at ridiculous prices and i couldn't couldn't get rid of them and i guarantee in years time people are going to look back and go that's one of the best shoes of the pack Mm -hmm. comfortably so yeah certainly now people will scoff at it because it's not what's good now but uh a couple of years time you might be the one laughing Absolutely. No, and you know what, I think, you know, we love the fact that you guys talk about all these different things. And, you know, just being able to shine light on that is definitely refreshing, because you don't get that a lot. But I guess, like, without giving too much away, I know Matt's like sort of the creative here. And uh, a lot of people are sort of excited to hear your new episodes and things like that. But like, without giving too much away, like, what can we expect to see from you guys in terms of your podcast? You know, are you going to get more guests that, uh, you know, people are hoping to hear like more games? Games, perhaps more like different segments, things like that. Like what, uh, what can we expect? There will always be more games. There will always be more (laughs) games. Guarantee that in a couple of months time, I'm going to be having a shower, think of a new game and be like, Scott, this is now a new segment. Uh, Cause that's (laughs) normally where the majority of my thinking happens in the shower. But we're always quite bad uh, at planning ahead, right? Because again, we we try not to take it too seriously. And we kind of see that with the plans as well. Uh, We do have a couple of, potential guests that we're currently talking to try and arrange times and things like this so guests definitely will come back Mm -hmm. and i think for really for us it's just about remaining consistent i mean that's one of the things that for the first we did a an episode every single week for the first 80 something 82 84 episodes of the podcast and then of course a couple of things ended up happening that we we ended up skipping a couple of weeks for whatever reason and again that's just life but i think for us the biggest thing is trying to remain consistent trying to keep hopefully growing the audience and i think for us as long as we're doing what we find fun and being consistent with it we we hope to see that kind of audience grow and hopefully that then leads to to more opportunities but yeah i think really there isn't a set plan in place. We just want to keep having fun with it and keep making episodes each week and really kind of see what happens. Mm. But there will always be new games. There will always be new games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to introduce more games. I think that's awesome. That's awesome that you guys do that. And, uh, you know, like we have this or that, like that's our segment. That's kind yeah, of like yeah. a game sort of whatever. But, you know, like we just need to do more like prices oh. Right style or, you know. If you need any help with games, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got like a library of them. When we, first, yeah. when, when we first started the podcast, the game segment we had was called the Sneaker Wheel. And yeah. the idea of it is that basically we were going to, every week, 
spin a random wheel and that was going to generate one of like eight or nine different games that I'd prepared very quickly got rid of that because what happened is we obviously we didn't know what game we were going to play that day which meant I had to prepare eight or nine different games for every single episode very quickly realized that was way too much for me to do so we now stick to a game but mm. the games do change so yeah if you need any help I'm more than happy to give you some ideas yeah definitely <laughs> definitely but yeah no it, it's when we started the podcast it was we never really had any plans for it it was just we're just going to talk about shoes and the fact that people listen is still still like mind-blowing to us like we we walk around and we go to events and our faces weren't really out there like we were just these voices like we're not really out there like our profiles are just pics of our shoes like it's hard to identify well unless you're matt it's hard to identify somebody from the ankle down but matt's ankles are always out so it's pretty easy to identify him but in terms of like the podcast i said earlier it spirals and it did it was like we asked somebody on and then they were like oh well this person wants to come on and then this one and it just kind of people approached us and it kind of kept going and the momentum continued and hopefully 2023 like you'll see us out there a bit more like previous to this we did we've done an interview with another uk kind of sneaker group trainer heads that video will probably be out by the time this one comes out obviously yeah, we're YouTube here with you guys the podcast, now but yeah and you know it it's just we just want to keep connecting with people we just want to keep meeting new people and you know making new connections and just seeing where it goes and hopefully it goes somewhere fun but we'll have to wait and see I think that's one of the the big things is that it's so easy for us to all to connect with each other because, you know, despite that, you know, we talked about kind of like there's a difference in terms of what's popular here and in the UK sort of thing, right? But we all love shoes, right? And arguably the people in this chat have more in common with each other than you have. It was probably a good portion of your family members, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. they look at us and they're like, you have how many shoes? Like what? That doesn't make, what? why would you have that, right? Where we're like, Oh yeah, you have fifty pairs. That that makes sense. Yeah, you know you need this. Of course and this you do. Yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> it's it's logical. Of course you need that many pairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like. It's... I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's true. Whenever whenever I speak to my my family, they're always like, oh, "What have you bought this week?" Whereas I talk to Scott and he's like, "Oh, what have you bought this week?" Like, yeah, it's, like it's, yeah, you you yeah. understand. It's diff- same question, different tone, right? And yeah, yeah one person one person cares about it, one person doesn't. I wear my Salehe Crocs around and like if I'm it, like with my friends, they'll be like, oh man, you know, like if I'm with kind of my sneaker friends, so to speak, they're like, man, they're, you know, really cool and everything. I wear them like around family and stuff like that. And it's like, why have you got a brain on your foot? Like what, why, why have you got like a yeah. wrinkly big toe? Just, <laughs> just as a shoe? Understand, like, what, yeah. what is, I'm there like, no, 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 they're cool. And they're looking at me like, they're really fucking not. And I'm like, no, 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 no I promise. Please, People my like friends these. think I'm cool. Yes. <laughs> my real friends like them. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like yeah, the it, friends it, that care about it, me. It's very, it's very different. It's very different. Yeah. No, we, I, you know, I think what's most important again, like you said, the consistency, and then just the organic nature, and and how you guys just. You know, just genuinely are just friends, even though you kind of met randomly through IG, kind of brought this together during the pandemic. You know, it's kind of just evolved and blossomed into something that's, you know, just so much more than friendship. I think, you know, we kind of talk a lot about just how we met as well, like in the Inca We Trust guys. And, you know, it just kind of stemmed from a love, a genuine love and passion for sneakers. Right. And that's all it is really, is that we just kind of have this common 
passion and you can speak to that passion way more than you could of anything else right and that's just how mm. it organically grows and that's what people love just about hearing you guys and just you know hearing about just sneakers in general one thing is as well i mean you mentioned earlier about kind of guests and things like this shout out to you guys for doing this for however many episodes as well i know you guys are over the <laughs> yeah. 100 episode mark and i'm pretty sure you guys are way more consistent with getting guests on than we are so like we can appreciate just how much effort and time it goes into and you've had to sit here and listen to us waffle on about our story for for god knows how long so like yeah shout out to you guys for doing this yeah. for however long you've been doing it as well because it takes a lot of time and effort and dedication yeah. to do it so you no know, and i appreciate mm. appreciate the kind words especially um you know coming from you guys because you know a team of two is also a lot harder than a team of five right like you guys have you know your conversations but when you don't have a guest it's literally just the two of you so you kind of have to keep that consistency that content fresh for your listeners and it's a lot harder to do when you have only have two guys and you have as opposed to five different personalities like we have right mm. true i wouldn't necessarily say it's easier or harder either way i mean there's, <laughs> true yes yes there's, there's the saying of too many chefs in the kitchen as well right like you it guys does, have to deal with five people yeah, and you guys have to compromise happen. with five yeah. people so hey i, I like, don't know it, if i could deal with five maths <laughs> jesus christ it does happen you're I, right i don't think i could deal with five more meats like no <laughs> no uh yeah but i mean you know just for 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 those out there that are looking to get into podcasting you know they hear you guys maybe they want to do the same thing in the uk what advice would you give to those uh, aspiring podcasters i'm gonna rip this off of jacques slade when he came on the podcast because as soon as he said it i was like holy shit that was really smart but basically when he came on our podcast we asked him about youtube and we said exactly the same question if anyone wanted to start youtube what would you advise them and he said make the content that you want to make because if you want to make it and you want and you would consume it other people will as well and i think that's the biggest thing that i would say because if you are sat there thinking i want to do a youtube channel or a podcast or i want this outlet or that like if you want to express yourself creatively if you have an idea that you think is good just do it because i'm sure someone else is going to think it's good as well don't feel pressured to think oh well what happens if no one likes it no one likes mm -hmm. it you tried you enjoyed it like you enjoy the mm. process right so yeah my biggest piece of advice is just create stuff that you want to create and other people will like it yeah, yeah. no i agree i think there's an advert that pops up trying to get people to use like a podcast platform over here and you know they say like if there's something you want to talk about chances are there's somebody else that wants to listen to it and like if it's something that you you like to talk about chances are there are a lot of people that also like to have those same conversations and i think yeah just do it i think the one thing i will say is like people want very instant success when they start these things mm -hmm. and i think people need to like not look at the numbers so much and just realize that there are people that enjoy listening to what you're doing and yes it's small but it will grow it's not something like you're going to start and i don't think it matters if you've got a hundred followers if you've got a hundred thousand followers like the levels of people listening is some people are into podcasts some people aren't but enjoy it if you are doing a podcast and you're not enjoying doing the podcast stop because we do this because it's fun. We do this because we enjoy talking about what we're doing. If if it's becoming a labor, if it's becoming difficult and you you don't really want to do it anymore, like people know, people can tell, like enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Like that's the best thing. Like you're talking about something that you're passionate about. Just enjoy it. Don't worry about the listeners. Don't worry about or any of this. Like if you enjoy talking about it with friends and you're just putting a microphone in front of you, do it.
no, and I, t- I think you guys nailed it, you know, in terms of that uh, explanation, because yeah, it's just, when you talk about something you love, it's very genuine. People can tell, like, see right through it. If you go to, um, you know, a sneaker event, or you talk to other sneaker people, and then there's someone who is kind of just, you know, there because they think it's cool or whatever, you can easily see right through that. And it shows in mm-hmm. not just sneakers, it can be anything, right? So, yeah. you know, do what you love and do it because you love it and not because you think other people mm-hmm. will love it. So I think that's great advice. Definitely. You said before you jumped on, like, you've got to cut this podcast down because you could be going for hours. Like we've been going for hours now and yeah. it's like, we could go for hours more. There's still, right. <laughs> because you just talking to people about stuff you enjoy and the people are friends. Like, you know, it, this is what it is. And I'm sure like after this, we'll probably keep talking about stuff and linking up and it's just what it is. And like I say, just yeah. Enjoyment and making sure it's something that you want to talk about like there's no point if you're not into i don't know i'm not into basketball there's no point me starting up a basketball podcast right absolutely pointless like just just do you you do you you. absolutely no i agree 100 percent. well i mean this has been so much fun guys like i'm Again, so excited that we had you on. Thank you again for just being able to accommodate with the time difference and and whatnot. But, you know, continued success for you guys. Looking forward to what you guys have planned for the future. And yeah, just continued success. No, honestly, we we really, really appreciate you guys asking us Mm. us on this. This is our... uh first time being asked onto someone else's podcast so this actually this is quite sentimental for us as well like we're normally the ones obviously the other side of the mic asking the question so we really appreciate you guys reaching out so uh Mm. yeah this this means a lot and again same with you guys we're almost at like a similar kind of episode range so i think so yeah yeah we're uh Mm. we're we'll we'll, yeah i'm I'm excited to see how you guys progress in the future as well thank you thank Mm, you so much no thank you for having us yeah, appreciate you guys jumping on, man. This was this was definitely a lot of fun. I started listening to your podcast after you uh, you guys had uh, Matt when we had Matto and uh, James on yeah. on the episode. So um, I started listening then, and yeah, I really do enjoy your podcast. So I mean, Matt Matto, I mean, dear me, what, what did we do? <laughs> what did we do? Why did we both have him on? Like, what what's happened there? Huh? James like, as well, he loves a controversial take. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We had them both I mean, on an episode at the same time, and I, they but, were con- it, controversial it was, with each other. It was very entertaining, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, I was like, "Dear God, how much did you have to cut?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, Matt. Oh, dear me. <laughs> yeah, great guess. Great. It's guess. funny when we love when both, we love them both. When we were doing that, I James had asked me. He's like, "Oh, who's going to be on the panel?" Because I hadn't told anyone who was on the panel. I just said, "We're going to have a panel." <laughs> going to be with some other of our like top episodes and he was like who's going to be on so i told him because we hadn't quite decided at first so he he's like oh man me and matt are going to have so many opposing issues i know how much he hates sean with this you say that have you seen the off-whites that matt's been rocking recently that man has no say in anything going (laughs) forward right i know he's listening i know he's listening and he knows that my opinions on this but jesus christ man He's definitely got an eclectic taste. So, and he's a designer. That's a too, very so. polite way of putting it. That's a very polite way of putting it. Yeah, I, I've got to say though, I do, I do love his shoes. I do love yeah, his shoes. I, he's I, he's I an amazing storyteller with stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a great guy. We we love Matt Ho. Matt Ho. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Shoutouts for anyone. Well, let's shout out Matt and Volker. 
uh, <laughs> since we're yeah. on the topic of Matt. If you haven't checked out his uh, designs and his work, great. I mean, aside from his collection side of things, uh, if anyone has opinions on that, obviously you guys have some different opinions. But no, his Volker stuff is is super dope. If you haven't had a chance to check that out. But I guess the only other shout out is uh, today's uh, Football Sunday here in North America. Lots of people excited about the championship games. Um, championship Sunday, Kev. Yeah, so shout outs to the Eagles fans, the why is why am I driving back? The KC fans, the Bengals fans, uh, and the Niners fans that are cheering for their teams today for a ticket to the Super Bowl, hopefully. Yes, sir. All right. And uh, I'm going to say shout out, Matt. Oh, I understand why you're wearing that off white because it's in Montreal and there's hella snow. So you're using it instead of a boot. <laughs> Still better than wearing Crocs or any uh, sneaker boot, you know, I guess. I'm going to shout out the City of Death and the boys over at Parlor for helping me with the filming process. I'll be filming a lot more coming into February and hopefully get some good material out of that. And uh, shout out 49ers for stopping the Eagles today. <laughs> Well, hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Last week, you predicted that the Eagles were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, now, I know, but I'm not psychic, so I can't come true. So I'm thanking them for stopping the. the he's not psychic, but he's yeah. congratulating the 49ers already. So <laughs> I get another contradiction. But hey, let's see how the game plays out. I think that's the only way to to say for sure. It'll be a fun game to watch. Yes, I'm excited for the games later this afternoon. I don't have any specific ones, but Matt, I know you'll probably shout this out. I know you have a secondary podcast as well, which I started listening to recently, Hoops and Recreation. That's Hoops and Recreation, right? I got it that is, right. yeah. Funnily enough, probably 20 minutes after we stopped recording this, I'm recording Hoops and Recreation. So oh, it's, wow. a long, it's a long podcasting day for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I started listening to that recently because you guys had the, uh, I think it was the Kobe episode you had last yeah. week. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah really good content and i have to i have to agree with you all I'll also shout out well not a shout out but i, I want to mention at least right we passed this week the three-year anniversary of kobe passing i know you guys kind of talked about i think i can't i can't remember who the guy was but he was starting to get a little emotional talking yeah, about like skills. i couldn't agree more with him i that still is such a sad situation that just i i can't not think about it and not cry like it's just such a sad situation that that he had to go he had to go want like he had to pass away and then that he had to pass away like that i just yeah so super tragic yeah very very yeah. tragic so it's all the kobe fans like i feel you and everyone who else who who tragically passed away in that in that accident it's terrible mm -hmm. yeah i'll second that and with that while we're also shouting out I'll, I'll shout out hoops and recreation as well so uh we'll do a shameless plug for the plug for the second podcast <laughs> while we're talking basketball i'll also shout out the uh la clippers seen as we're currently on a five game win, win streak but i'm sure that's going to end against the Cavs tomorrow so i don't again I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm ruining days by the time uh <laughs> this episode actually comes out we've probably already lost by the time this episode comes out and i'm sure Scott will agree with this other shout out. It's not going to make much sense to a lot of the listeners, but I'm just going to say shout out to the baddest bitch in Barrow. Um, <laughs> he'll, know, he'll know who he is if he listens. So uh, I'm just going to leave that one there. Oh, damn me. As yeah, someone who's listened to a couple episodes, I have heard you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That guy. Yeah. Oh, damn me. I mean, shout out to the the Canadian that I saw on my TV screen just before jumping on with you guys, Ryan Reynolds, who owner <laughs> of Wrexham Football Club, who have just managed to pull a draw out of a team that is like three or four divisions higher than them. Fair play to them. Well done. 
And shout out to uh, my mother-in-law for fashioning this uh, delightfully fashionable eye patch, <laughs> which I'll be continually wearing for the uh, foreseeable until I get my glasses, which I mean, lovely. I, I picked up my first pair of glasses and of course, my mum turns around after seeing a picture of them and goes, yeah, you look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Cheers, oh, Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks for that one. <laughs> shout out to Scott's uh, mum then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah no definitely uh-huh. well shout out to you guys of course we always uh rich is not on unfortunately so uh, he usually shouts out the guests but shout out shout out to you guys shout out to everything that you do you know keep up the good work for sure but you know thank you again just for joining us appreciate it oh it's been a pleasure honestly thank you guys yeah thank you very much as always you can find us on instagram at in kicks we trust make sure to use the hashtag in kicks we trust for a potential feature and you can find me on instagram at trevsky 63 kev where can they find you you can also find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Kali, where can they find you? You can find me on IG at the Hollywood Life. And you can find both Matt and Scott at at Double Up Podcast. Individually, you can find Scott at at underscore Sneaker Teacher. And Matt, where can they find you as well as the the secondary podcast that you have? So me, uh, it, we is it, we. Wow, I'm messing my words up. I've done so good this whole episode, and I mess up at the end. <laughs> at Matt underscore Sibley underscore. Yeah, again, hoops and recreation. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, again, same as Doubled Up Podcast. And uh, yeah, just I'd, I'll be I'll be places. I'll be places. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's. I'm everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, very fun. See you later, guys. Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week. Bye.